Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD! It's JD! It's always JD. Michelle, I got it right this time! You did, I'm so proud. Maybe you should just start these forever. 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 I will never let you have any microphone time (laughs) if I'm in charge. (laughs) Speaking of being in charge, oh man, I'm so excited for today. You guys. Big bonus episode here, guys. Big bonus. Oof. We're doing something Oof. extra cool here and extra special. I'm super excited about it, too. Uh, JD does not understand how much I broke my brain in October. I mean, we did talk about when I like broke <laughs> oh, my brain in a car accident, but here's I have what a, I did. I have a good idea how much you broke your brain, Michelle. <laughs> so here's what seemed like a good idea. This um, woman is a crazy person, and I mean that in the most loving way, guys, in oh, the I most friendly way, you. but you need to understand before she even gets started here, this is a crazy person. Yes. Forewarning, this is not what a sane, well-balanced human being would do. Um, We're not going to get into it as much uh, until our October recap, but basically Saw X came out at the beginning of the month. I'm a huge Saw fan, so I had watched Jigsaw in September in preparation because that was the one I had seen the least. I watched Saw X immediately when it came out, um, and then throughout like the next couple of weeks, I watched all of the Saw movies. And then um, my friend Jenna came over and we watched Saw X again, um, which took forever because we kept pausing it for like an hour to talk. Uh, uh, and I, I, I yes. don't mean to just briefly. Uh, oh, yes. Would that be Jenna who never watches the movies before listening to the episodes? <laughs> it is the same Jenna. Um, and I guess we were talking only 20 minutes into the movie to the point that we had to pause it. So maybe that's why she <laughs> She's going to be like, you didn't even have a new movie for me to watch today. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, this is, Her conversation kind of inspired this episode because, oh, man, she and I have so many thoughts for on the sure. Saw franchise. So then she went home. And then a couple days later, I went, I'm going to watch six movies in a row, back to back, no breaks. <laughs> so Saw 3 through 7 and then Spiral in the span of however many hours that is. 10, 20, Several. I have no idea. It, it felt like a very long time. So now, um, I mean, before this, I had gone out to hoo-ha with some friends and was yelling across the table at my friend about how somehow the original saw no longer fits in with the rest of the series just while we were at a Mongolian grill. So I am now that person. I have very, very strong opinions about saw, especially the traps and about, especially about how it has uh evolved and i need to talk about it jd i need to talk about jigsaw aka john kramer aka many spoilers ahead so many Whoa, spoilers if you can figure that I was out gonna say michelle so many spoilers no and, so many and spoilers. you know I, I i this actually dovetails nicely with uh, an interesting part of my spooktober experience which is uh i've never actually I, I i've seen the first or well before october this year i had seen the first saw film once And there was one other that I had seen most of, but I didn't know for sure which one it was. Uh, And Michelle had started talking about, she was excited for for Saw X to be coming out and and whatnot. And I I decided, you know, like my only issue with the first Saw film, I didn't think it was a bad film, 
Uh, but as I've talked about, uh, I think in other episodes, I just happened to, and, and I'm not usually good at this, uh, so that surprises me about it even more, but I, I happen to be able to figure out about 20 minutes into the movie what most of the major plot reveals and developments were going to be. And so it didn't really end up working really well for me because the big surprises weren't big surprises. Uh, and, and that was a bummer. It's not the movie's fault, I don't think. It, it, you know, it, I just happened to catch all the, all the little drops at, at the right time. Uh, but th the other one I had seen, I, I, I wasn't really, really uh, taken by, and so I had never bothered to see them. But I feel like uh, if I, I want to be taken even remotely seriously, uh, as I, I, I never want to say as a as a horror critic, but if if I want people to feel like my opinion on movies is something worth listening to, I have to have at least a decent amount of of wide awareness of things. And this is a smashingly popular franchise that's really enjoyed by plenty of people whose opinions I respect, like Michelle. And so I decided as part of my October viewing, uh, I was gonna watch all nine of the currently released uh, uh, Saw films. Uh, I was gonna try to get to the theater to see Saw X, but my life behind the scenes is fucking nuts right now. And I unfortunately haven't been able to see that yet. Uh, as soon as it's not $20 to watch at home and it's more like $6 to watch at home, that's probably what I'm going to do. Uh, but buy yeah, it like I did. This, yeah, I'm sorry, say again? <laughs> you could buy it like I did. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. No. I, and, I know, and I know. Especially not after watching. You don't want to yell in a Mongolian grill? <laughs> it's been, well, I'm just saying, especially not after watching all nine of the other films. I watched all nine of them over about three days. Uh, just consecutively got them all out of the way. Speed run next time. Um, but uh, so yeah, that just dovetailed with with Michelle's experience, and we thought, as a bonus episode for you guys, uh, we would do kind of a a, a retrospective. Uh, we're only going to do those first seven Saw films. Is that correct, Michelle? The first seven before we get to Spiral and Jigsaw. Yes, I do have. Okay some thoughts on spiral and jigsaw and saw x but i don't think they're really spoilery it's sure. more the movies as a whole um i think the initial seven are frankly just the most fun to talk about because yeah. shit goes wacky and i think it's going to just be more fun than talking about the the two um you know kind of i don't want to say remakes but like the the later and then they're suddenly like oh saw x but it's kind of a pre prequel but it's kind of a not um so like i i think <laughs> oh, the we're first gonna, seven we're gonna talk about things wild. like that in yeah. relation to this franchise for sure oh yeah my notes are so fucking all over the place <laughs> i am ready i fucking loved saw for all the right and the wrong reasons so guys look this is uh this is that's the spoiler free section before we get into the spoiler section michelle you want to give a skull rating on the first seven Saw movies collectively? Five. Five out of five. <laughs> five, five out of five, five for Michelle. For different reasons. Some of them, it's because it's so hilariously outrageous. Oh, wait, are, are you saying that all seven of these movies that are movies that you would give five skulls to? Yeah. Individually, you would give all seven of these movies five skulls. I guess Saw... Four or five, I think four might be like a 4.5 for me, but I 
Nope, nope, never mind. I'm looking at my notes of Saw 4. I get that one mixed up with Saw 5 because of how these movies are. No, all of them are <laughs> yeah. Saw 4 might not make it, but you know, as a collective, all seven, fuck it, five. 35 skulls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we yeah, were adding gonna... on the last three, the last three would not get fives. This the first is... seven, five skulls. This <laughs> 35 is, man, total. This, this is going to be a real interesting discussion now. I love uh, uh, as a whole, uh, all seven of these movies together, uh, I can't, and again, because we're talking about my experience, this is not a judgment of these movies on their inherent nature. Uh, the first seven of these all together is like two skulls for me. Oh, no. Uh, no. Here, here's what I will say is even re-watching the first one, now, not just knowing uh, the major plot developments, but having seen the entire movie before, uh, I am able to appreciate that one on, on, on a different level. I, I, I would have given that movie four skulls, for sure. That was uh, It's a solid film. It's really well put together. Uh, but for reasons we'll talk about when we get into the deep spoilers here, uh, overall, this was just, it's not a franchise that works for me. I think there are really good effects here. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of work that goes into uh, designing the, the carnage and mayhem that we get to see in this. Uh, but unfortunately for me, that carnage and mayhem is basically the only part of this that I get any kind of enjoyment out of. There's things about the story that just collapse for me. Uh, there's things about the themes and the, the philosophies of it, the, the like the character uh, uh, arcs and everything that fall flat for me. Uh, but we'll talk about all of that. Guys, if you don't want spoilers, you want to go watch all of the first seven Saw movies after you hit that pause button. But don't forget to come back. Go watch all seven Saw movies. Like I right did about, in a day. Right about now. All right. So. Oh, man. Did they oh, come man. back? Hey, Michelle. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're back from the spoiler break, you want to do that thing you do so well where you summarize the plot of things for people who maybe didn't go see the movies and summarize oh, no. the plot of all seven of the first seven Saw films? I wasn't prepared, but sure. Okay, so there's a no, man named John. Kramer. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Oh God, You've asked. Oh we'll God. get into details. Okay, so there's a man named John Kramer, and he is known as Jigsaw, aka the Jigsaw Killer. And John Kramer has cancer, and he is mad about people who uh, do not appreciate their life. And sometimes he says it's because he has cancer and he's going to die, and he wants them to live their best life. But other times he says it's because he was in a car accident. That's when he appreciated his life. He can't make up his mind. That's half the thing I love about Jigsaw. Sometimes a hypocrite, sometimes just a confused man with brain cancer, sometimes just a weird old guy. I just love him. So many different facets. Why does he wear cloaks so much more in the beginning of the movies than he does in the later ones? No one knows. I bet John knows because he 
is a mastermind and he um he's got engineer energy uh he likes to just hang out and think of ways to torture and torment people what he calls rehabilitating them by putting them in various traps and he is somehow also very very aware of human behavior and what they are most likely to do so man they thought they were in a trap before now they're really in a trap and now there's another trap outside that trap and now john is dead and now he's still building traps and he has been dead for three movies and we're still following his plan and now the guy robin hood aka the dude from the princess bride now he's been the surgeon the whole time and he comes back and he survived the trap and we were wondering like hey jigsaw he's a really good engineer and he's also a really good psychologist he can't also be a good surgeon well he's not that's what he has to carry elway for and then uh amanda shows up and she's like hey i do drugs sometimes he's like trap for you and then she's like now i'm cutting myself because i'm sad about the trap he's like second trap for you jk you're my assistant want to be in all the movies forever and amanda's like that sure sounds great just kidding i'm kind of in love with you in like a weird daughter but like weird wife way that i can't quite figure out the energy of and then jigsaws aka's john's ex wife slash girlfriend slash partner i'm not sure what that relationship is i'm too busy thinking about amanda bone and jigsaw uh so the ex is back in the picture and now jigsaw aka john has died john has died which means jigsaw has died just kidding jigsaw still in the picture and she gets a box and the box is like hey i know i died and that we kind of didn't agree with me like tormenting people but like could you maybe help me out and torment some more people and she's like hell yeah bro but then oh man she gets tormented and now her face is a hole and then carrie elway is like that's not cool i'm gonna kill this guy in 3d the end of the first seven Saw movies. Game over. Oh my god! I uh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I was yeah. I, that's I how I felt I, the entire Saw franchise. I I thought <laughs> I was making a funny joke about summarizing seven movies worth of plot. I have so many thoughts. These seven movies. So before we get into thoughts, so that's Michelle running through. A, a, and if, if that sounded convoluted and weird and like it only made about 38% sense. I didn't even uh, talk about Hoffman. I didn't mention right. Hoffman. Uh, so something I want to do here for you, because as I was watching these movies, uh, one of the big things that started to just become uh, my my current favorite word in the world, so preposterous about this franchise for me, is their just insistence on tying all of these individual films into one giant story. Like, this becomes so need... You could tell these exact same seven movies' stories... It could be this famous uh, world's most wanted serial killer, Jigsaw, who every couple of years or so pops up in a new place and murders a whole bunch of people in crazy traps and just keeps getting away. And he's always got that. St you could do that. But the fact that they insist on tying them all to like when you really break it down, there are so many sets of traps and things in here that he had to set up layers on top of layers on top of layers. Going, oh, I got notes <laughs> going across. So what? Here's what I want to do. This is something I've, I've wanted to do. What I I got curious. I was like, I wonder. And of course, the answer is yes because it's the internet. Uh, I said, I wonder if there's some place on the internet 
where somebody has taken all of the Saw movies and broken them down into an in-timeline order of the events that occur across yep. the entire franchise and how they all tie in together. And yeah. I found actually several different versions of this with with uh, larger and, and, and lesser amounts of detail. Uh, this one that I'm looking at right now is the most succinct, uh, least detailed of them. And... I'm going to give you a few of these notes here. What I'm going to read for you is everything on this timeline that it happens in the movies, but this is just everything that happens before the timeline of the present day events in the seven movies happens. Everything that I'm about to tell you happens in some kind of flashback alluding to events that happened before any of these seven movies took place. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Here we go. Corrupt detective Eric Matthews plants evidence that leads to the incarceration of several innocent people, including Amanda Young, who becomes a heroin addict while in prison. Detective Mark Hoffman's sister, Angelina Acom, is murdered in a domestic dispute incident by her boyfriend, Seth Baxter, who is given life imprisonment. John Kramer, a successful civil engineer, designs his first building called the Gideon Meatpacking Plant while encouraging his wife, Jill Tuck, to open the Homeward Bound Clinic, a center to help recovering drug addicts. Following her release, Amanda Young becomes a patient at Homeward Bound. The CEO for Umbrella Health Insurance, William Easton, sponsors a party for the Homeward Bound Clinic where he meets Kramer, who doubts his moral leanings. With a baby on the way, who they name Gideon, John and Jill are at long last happy until one of Jill's patients, Cecil Adams, forces his way into the clinic, causing Jill to miscarry. We later learn he was coerced into doing so at the urging of Amanda Young. Sunk into a deep depression, John undergoes an x-ray, but his results are mislabeled by resident Logan Nelson, and his cancer goes undetected. He's later diagnosed by G Dr. Gordon with an inoperable stage 4 brain tumor. Kramer learns of an experimental cancer treatment in Norway for his cancer and approaches insurance executive Easton to seek coverage, but Easton refuses to cover the procedure. A devastated Kramer separates from Jill and tries to kill himself in an auto wreck, but survives. Kramer dedicates himself to testing those who are unappreciative of the gift of life. He begins by kidnapping Cecil Adams and using his first trap on him. Cecil survives, but John slices a jigsaw piece of skin from him, leading the cops who discover him to label John the jigsaw killer. Kramer's taste for blood leads him to create his first torture game featuring five people who escape the clutches of justice, during which he enlists one of its participants, Logan Nelson, to become one of his disciples. The pair build the first reverse bear trap. Enraged, Detective Hoffman murders Seth Baxter but sets it up to appear like a Jigsaw-style killing. Kramer uncovers the truth and blackmails Hoffman into carrying out more torture games. Hoffman informs Kramer that Detective Tapp is sniffing around. Kramer encourages Hoffman to frame Lawrence Gordon and hands over the doctor's pen light for Hoffman to place in a crime scene. Amanda is placed into a reverse bear trap by Jigsaw and survives. With a newfound appreciation for life, she then becomes his next apprentice. Dr. Gordon is interviewed by Detective Tapp and Detective Singh after his pen light is discovered by Detective Carey near the body of one of Jigsaw's victims. After Detective Singh is killed during a raid on Jigsaw's warehouse, Tap spirals into a depression, believing that Dr. Gordon is the killer, so pays photographer Adam Stanheit to follow him. Kramer and Amanda set up Stanheit and Gordon's test in an abandoned bathroom, and that all fucking happens before the stories in these movies ever happen! But significant parts of those are entire plots of the later movies. 
it's, it's but I, what I'm saying is this is before yeah. all the traps start going off. This is before no. people start dying. That's not before the traps started. They even said his first trap was putting the guy okay, in the knife it's bu- trap. It's before all but one of the traps, Michelle. Okay, we'll, we'll go that There's at least far. three traps you just mentioned. You don't understand how many traps there are. You just mentioned three of them. They are, there were traps before this trap. You think... Jigsaw showed up and saw one and this was his first trap? You think he locked two people in an no. abandoned bathroom to saw off their ankles while he pretended to be dead in the floor and that's where he started? No. no, this man, we are entering a world where John Kramer has existed for a while. Right. My point, Michelle, is all yeah. of that, all 35 lines of timeline notes that I just read in the timeline of this film, all of that takes place, and we still have major details from all seven of those movies that are still going on. What I'm trying to Mm -hmm. illustrate is how fucking preposterously convoluted this whole thing is. When you read it out, though, it seemed very logical. I was expecting it to be like, well, he went to Norway, and then he went to Florida in the span of two hours. Things that are actually impossible. No, this guy's just ambitious. (laughs) have you ever met an engineer this is all completely believable no no it's not there's nothing in there that seems off to me there are things that seem off to me but we have not gotten into those john kramer (laughs) not one of the things that seems off he's predicting the future from the grave for a very very long time completely believable yeah yeah, sure yeah. it is. He's just very smart. Right. So smart. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. Oh. And, and and that was ultimately my point with, with these movies, is the longer I watched them, just the more absurd it became to me that all of this ties together into one giant colossal web. It's... It, it's... To me, it, it's just a bridge too far. Like I said, even if each of these was an independent incident and they didn't all happen to dovetail together with characters from one story, like maybe, you know, victims in one thing becoming uh, part of the the, uh, the the jigsaw scandal or whatever later, it just, it just reached the... Be- it's because there are so fucking many of them. Just the sheer volume of the layers and layers upon which this plot has to be constructed just ultimately makes me not care anymore. And it actually happened pretty quickly for me. I would say I was mostly checked out probably about halfway through the third film. I think that you're jealous. (laughs) You are jealous that John Kramer had a movie made post-mortem that began in his 50s and had so much happen that they went, we have to tell more of John Kramer's story in a sequel and then a third movie. And then he accomplished so much. Right, totally I will never do enough to warrant a 10-movie franchise. I'm envious. Then again, I think he started all of this bullshit well past the age that I'm at now. So there's maybe time. I'm not saying I want to be Jigsaw. I'm saying I want to accomplish as much as John Kramer managed to. 
<laughs> I will that tell you this much. That man had time. I will tell you this much, Michelle. The one yeah. single most believable element of this entire franchise's story to me is the fact that John Kramer would want to murder the world when he finds out that the only reason the cancer he's got is going to kill him is because some dickhead didn't read a scan properly two years ago. And yet that's the <laughs> dickhead that he spares throughout all of this? Right. Look, my, my point... all. <laughs> No, I know what you're getting at. I have thoughts on the entire <laughs> Saw 6 movie that I'm looking forward to talking about. But I'm saying, like, that's the one where he was like, it was an honest mistake. I have other people who didn't even commit was mistakes who are now mistake, dead. Michelle, or was he just a fucking no. idiot who wasn't paying he was attention just a to fucking his idiot. job? Oh, part of what I love about the Saw franchise is that John Kramer, despite being a genius, is also a fucking idiot. I love oh, these there. movies. He is flawed and yet accomplished so much. There there are two kinds of dangerous people in the world, Michelle. There are two kinds of criminals and dangerous people, and that's bad guys and stupid guys, and they both have to be addressed properly. I've There I've are had two my... kinds of people. There's a John Kramer and a Jigsaw, and both live <laughs> in you, and one of them is also a wolf. You have, I was going to say, you have two wolves inside of you. One of them is a one cancer of them patient. Is one Kramer. of them is a serial killer. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> okay, so all that aside, and and look, I, like, that, that's just, uh, and that's weird for me because I'm always the guy who's like, I need solid plot, right? But I think that I is why so much plot. I, yeah, that, and I think that's the problem is is they're they're ultimately just for my taste. Uh, there's, I, I do want to say these are all. Uh, I mean, you can't fault James Wan's production. Uh, the guy, obviously, first of all, he's he's got the budget to to put things together. He always makes a slick looking movie. Uh, I am eager to start talking about some of the traps involved here because, as I said, those are the parts of this movie, like the gore and the the traps. Uh, and, and a lot of that, I did enjoy a decent amount of that on a very visceral level. There's some really fucking terrifying stuff in here there's also some real stupid shit which we're going to talk about i'm sure uh but uh, uh so on that level there are definitely parts of this that i was able to appreciate it's just also when we get to seven eight nine ten movies uh that kind of stuff is ultimately going to wear off i think i would have been way more accepting of this if it had just been three movies instead of nine that i watched we're only going to talk about seven today uh, but, uh, other than that, yeah, that's my general thoughts on it. You haven't even gotten to enjoy the Saw video game yet, have you? I, Michelle, I don't play video games. <laughs> no. I'm just saying you really got to Michelle, all yourself. I'm saying is that in the constructed timeline, all of that shit happens before the first movie ever begins, and this timeline I'm looking at still has three times as much, again, of stuff on it as what I read to you. <laughs> It's <laughs> fucking preposterous. Like it reaches it's a point. Ambitious. By the time we, I, 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 I'm guessing it was probably number six because they always do that uh, at the end of a movie or at the uh, they do it a lot at the end in these movies. Uh, they don't do so much of a recap at the beginning. You'll get a little bit of one, but they give you that big exposition scene towards the end where all the pieces fall into place. Uh, and I reached a point in one of these where they started to go into that scene, and I just fucking laughed out loud. I was just like, "This is, this is so goddamn absurd." Uh, I, I don't. This is not a franchise that I, I actively dislike in any way. It's, it's really just not for me. But, uh, 
yeah, uh, let's talk about some traps, Michelle. I know you took copious, copious notes and have a lot that you want to talk about. Uh, can I start this by asking just one very obvious uh, softball of a question? Sure. What's your favorite trap in the franchise? Oh, that's not a softball question, though, because this is a thing that turned into a half-hour discussion really? with Jenna. I I guess I assumed, like, don't get me wrong, I I think there's going to be, I I guess my thought was there's going to be a lot of stuff here that Michelle really loves and there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. But I guess I kind Mm -hmm. of assumed that you might also be the person who has definitely spent enough time with it that you had nailed down for sure what your single favorite trap was. So maybe I was wrong. No, my thing is I have to decide how to define favorite. Because, like, one of them is so gruesome that I have never been able to fully watch it. I have looked oh, away really? every time. Okay. But that's not my favorite. There's another one that is, like, the game throughout the entire movie is, like, my favorite concept. So there's that. Um, like, I don't know what to define favorite as. Okay. Like, the thing that it contributes to a thing that I love. Well, but I don't have like one that I just like. Oh man! Let's let's hit both of those, or in any way okay. that you want to do them. Let's talk about. I think that's a great place to start for this because Ooh. everybody who has seen it, it, it knows that these are gruesome fucking movies. Everybody who oh, follows yeah. our podcast also knows that you and I, uh, and in fact you more than I, have seen some incredibly fucked up things. <laughs> so, uh, what is the the trap? in this that is so fucking severe that mm-hmm. after all this time you have not been able to finish watching it or to actually it watch is, the whole thing yes it is an easy answer and it is one of the ones i have seen the most i have never been able to stare unblinking through this scene i have always had at least like i've tried i've had at least a moment where i'm like oh and i've gotten close but saw three the rack Okay, okay. Timothy Young killed Jeff's son, and now Jeff, on his way throughout this redemption story that is the main game throughout Saw 3, gets to confront Timothy, who is on a rack with uh, his limbs and his head attached to this device with each limb slowly being rotated to the point where it is completely broken ending with his head twisting all the way around it is it is intense and i it's, oh it's man real it is without a doubt yep without a doubt that is the one that it's the only one that i i cannot fully watch it is definitely too much definitely high on my list uh it reminded me a lot when i when i did see it because again guys keep in mind for most of this this is the first time i've seen any of this is just within the last couple of weeks uh, the thing I immediately thought about when I saw that sequence was uh, the elevator scene from Evil Dead Rise earlier this year. Uh, totally different mm-hmm. in the in the specifics, but that very much just that body wrenching, contorting, cracking, just sa- it is it's fucking brutal uh, uh, on a visceral level uh, and, and is very high up uh, in a movie that is full of brutal fucking things. Um, for me, what would and, your number one be then? For me, that? and, and uh, I don't, I can't even explain entirely why. Uh, but I think this might also be part of why, ultimately, the longer the series went, it didn't quite keep working for me. To this day, 
Michelle, I'm not going to lie to you. That fucking reverse bear trap concept scares the fuck out of me. And like, they bring it back three times. Yeah. And and it's there's variations on it every time. Like I re- I can remember with great detail the visceral horrified experience I had, the response I had the very first time I saw and understood that concept. It there's something about that thing just snapping open and ripping your face apart. And then eventually, because obviously they probably didn't have the budget to do it well enough to, to get away with it in the first film. But eventually, we see it in full-blown action. And it's... In 3D. But, well, I didn't see it in 3D because I watched <laughs> it on a, uh, at home. But God... You missed out. Damn it. Uh, and, yeah, just, and, and don't get me wrong. There's stuff that comes later on. It, it, there's definitely insane stuff going on here. But that first reverse barrier, because that's the first trap you see in the entire franchise. Uh, even if you go back to like we did earlier uh, in October and, and get the Saw 0.5, that's the original Saw trap, is that reverse bear trap. And that was so viscerally effective for me right out of the fucking gate that... Uh, I, I, I never had that same experience going for it set the bar, I think. Uh, and I think there's stuff they did that's definitely more gruesome and, and more severe. But that was such an impact right up front. And that just it, it fucking gets me where I live. It's And then on top of that, uh, you put the challenge that he makes with it is I'm either going to rip your head in half or you're going to murder this person to get the key to turn this thing off. It's, it, I, fuck, man. It's just, it was so much, so intense. Well, since you're mentioning a trap from the first one, should we just talk about the first movie? You, yes, absolutely. So, guys, I think you probably oh. figured out along the way, if you've been listening for a while, that uh, Michelle is much, much better at organizational things than I am. I have so many uh, pages. I'm very much like, I'm the guy who's always like, oh, yeah, and another thing that I almost forgot to talk about. So Michelle's going to kind of take the lead here. We're going to go through talking about a bunch of these traps, and I'm basically going to let her uh, talk about them, and when I have stupid little things to say, I will chime in. Awesome. Michelle uh, going to teach notes. a fucking college class on the Saw franchise. Get your oh fucking notebooks out. I I have so many pages. I have so many things bookmarked. I have so many things I'm still going to go watch and read about after. Um, we've talked about this, especially in recent uh, Spooktober episodes, how I just like a movie that keeps me engaged well after the fact. And I think that's why I love the Saw franchise so much. I know that there are tons of plot holes, but I also don't think at this point in the series that they are making something seriously. Sure. And I, I want to point out, Michelle, because you used this, the phrase mm-hmm. plot holes there specifically. I want to be clear. I actually don't think there are plot holes here. Something you said when I was reading through those timeline points, I, I definitely agree with. Uh, and you have to credit the writers on this is within the context of this story, everything does make sense. Like, the way they actually pulled off making all of this layering at least make sense with... Again, it's it's just the overall scope of it all and the volume 
it just eventually reached uh, such an absurd point to me. But I do want to give them credit for that because as I read through that timeline the first time I saw it, I was like, this is still fucking preposterous, but it's wild that none of this... Like, there are all... I, I can't think of a single plot hole that I would point out in this whole thing. There is... There are a couple, but they are caused by Saw X. Sure. And, and so, yeah, yep. shout out to the people who make these movies. They they do a hell of a job making all of this stuff work for what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's absurd. I agree. The first seven, it it's so ridiculous, but, like, it, it does. I don't want to say make sense, but it, it does work. Saw X, I think, kind of tore apart some of that earlier stuff, but um, I don't want to get into Saw X. And, frankly, there's a lot of people who can say well, like, that's well, fine by me because I still haven't seen it exactly and he had this knowledge by saw three so then this doesn't make sense because he would have to know this person so there are some of those a little bit more with saw x but fuck it we're 13 years after saw seven and we're finally getting like a true jigsaw movie again they can make some mistakes he's been <laughs> dead a long time okay <laughs> Or for okay. that matter, I think you can say, look, it's been 13 years since the first seven, and we've had two sort of standalone things in between here that are of you know questionable quality, depending on who you are. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are just like, like for me, Saw is Saw 1 through 7, and I'll always have those, and what they've done since I don't care for, but, you know, it's it's so far removed that, you know, whatever. Exactly. Fuck it. That's my thoughts on it. Um, okay, so if you are like me or like John Kramer, you probably have a lot of detailed thoughts on your own. So when I say that I have a list summarizing the traps, I need you to know that I thought this was going to be very quick to just several go through. Several pages and she wrote, you guys. Several pages. And here's the thing. I thought it was going to be really easy, like, oh, we're going to record at 10. At 9 o'clock, I'm going to go just find a list of the traps, and I'll have my my notes of, like, oh, yeah, that was this to remind myself. And it would be good. Um, No. No. I, I very frenzied wrote several pages in an hour to get through this. And I also reached a point where uh, I decided to omit things where the game is just coercion. Like, Zep from the first movie being told to kidnap uh, Dr. Gordon's family and he'll get an antidote. Like, that's not exciting. Like, it's just, hey, could you be coerced? Maybe. What's on the line? Like, that's not super fun to talk about. Um, I also just omitted booby traps um, because a lot of my thinking when I was making my list of traps would be being able to discuss, like, breaking it down a little bit and like could you survive this is this fun how the fuck would this even happen kind of thing and uh a guy tripping a wire and getting shotgun to death that's not a game he's gonna win but a lot of wikipedia pages include that on the game list and i'm not so oh are you talking jd because i cannot hear you if you are yeah, I turned my microphone off. I'm sorry. Uh, and no, that that's okay. even uh, part of the plot, isn't it? Because isn't that part of that whole plot element where uh, Amanda eventually has to go because she's making unwinnable games? Yep, that too, which I did include hers in here because I thought the concept would still be fun right. to talk about. Right, yeah, she's claiming, she's still setting them up, intending them to be traps or games. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're still unwinnable so, for sure. Yeah, I took some liberties with this. I did try to include um, a little bit of a, a breakdown of who the victims are and why, but some of these people make no fucking sense why they're in these traps. So 
Um, I did. I just made notes in a frenzied manner. Uh, they're clearly way more detailed at the beginning and at the end. I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is and why he's here. And that's kind of the point. So saw one overall, the bathroom trap is the game of it. And that is where Dr. Lawrence Gordon, a.k.a. Harry Elway, a.k.a. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. The Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, But more importantly, the Man in Tights, Tights, Tights. Uh, And Adam are chained by their ankles in an old bathroom. And Dr. Gordon's whole thing is that he has to kill Adam by six. Adam's whole thing is, hey, don't die. And that's the game. That's the entirety of the game. Um, Mostly throughout this movie, you are just... This is kind of like the the most true crimiest of them or like the escape room uh, or like the mystery, despite it feeling even more gruesome than the later ones, because they feel like the longer they went in the series, the less they tried to stick to reality so that they could be so absurd without getting like an NC-17 slap down. It feels like things got so much less believable as the traps became absurd. And that's actually something that I want to uh, jump on just quickly while you've mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is actually something about the franchise that I wasn't expecting, uh, is how much, like, like this is almost, like, it's only horror because of the graphic, violent, gory extent to which the traps go, right? If it wasn't that extreme, this would very much fall into what I think people would call a crime thriller, like this, it, 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 it's uh, I and I wasn't prepared for that, uh, and that was an interesting element of it. Uh, it's it's very much like there's very much it's cop drama stuff. They're you know they're trying to you know there's those whatever those movies were where Morgan Freeman is that detective. He did the one with Ashley Judd and a couple others. Or uh, no no this was uh, it's based on some books. I don't re- he was. Uh, oh, uh, okay. A detective, but uh, but no. Also interesting that you mentioned seven, uh, because I definitely in a lot again, uh, th- a lot of this felt to me like oh there there's really sort of like an early David Fincher vibe here, like The Game and Seven uh, mm-hmm. and Panic Room and those early David Fincher films. But again, with just that Eli Roth level torture porn violence and gore in the murder segments. Uh, and that was a surprise to me. Uh, I don't know that it had any effect either way on my enjoyment of it. I just wasn't expecting that. I thought that was interesting. That's actually why I like it. Um, this is uh, well, it ultimate, things like it ultimately leads what? to a lot of the reasons why I don't like it. Yeah, so. of course. But like things like hostile don't appeal to me because it is literally just torture right there yeah. isn't the the story is them like trying to get out of wherever they're in there's no twist there's no nothing i like the traps are so fun to talk about but they're oh, very yeah. short little and it's like the atmosphere is gross that they're in so you feel like this is so much gorier than it actually is the traps are like small pieces yeah, of this like, much bigger, dirtier picture. Yeah, you, you you sit me down and say, "Hey, I've got two movies. Uh, I got Hostel and I got Saw. Which one do you want to watch?" I'm absolutely picking Saw every time. I don't even care which one it is. Uh, I I will because those Hostel movies just uh, I I'm with you on that. It, there's that is just. <laughs> Uh, again, just violence for the. It, it, there's nothing else there, and it's not even that I dislike it. It's just after about five or ten minutes, I need something else. 
I rewatched Hostel for the first time, I think, like, last year. Why would year, you do that to yourself? Because I hadn't seen it since it came out. So I was, like, preteen, teenage. And my number one comment about Hostel is, one, it's not as bad as I remember. And I think that's just because that was, like, one of the goriest things I'd seen in my entire life at that point. And I was going to um, say, but, I, yeah, I think probably a, a big part of that is what all have you seen in the interim? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, things have gotten places. A lot of those things happen um without like the camera directly showing it too. So it's implied like this right. guy's getting drilled into. So mm-hmm. it actually wasn't as bad as I remembered it. I still didn't love it, but my other thing is like, oh man, what a time capsule of the early 2000s. Those jeans were so low rise <laughs> and that hair was so spiky and the way that they all wore t-shirts over long sleeve shirts yeah, oh man so many that. of them look like my high school boyfriends and i was like oh no the early 2000s did have a culture um and that was my biggest thing was like oh this is not as gory as i remember i still don't like it still like not a thing i want to watch but also like oh man look at look at how low rise those are please don't bring that back please keep the 90s around i want to i want to wear a hoodie around my waist i do not <laughs> want to have my vagina falling out wherever i'm walking okay Not fashion-wise, anyway. Mm. Maybe just, like, for fun. Anyway, okay, so... Traps. 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 (laughs) I knew this was going to be a good episode. This is is, awesome. I told you this is going to be our longest episode by far. We're at 45 minutes in, and And we haven't even started. We were going to start talking about the traps 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. And this this is is also why I told you we're just doing the first 10, 10, because it's... or the first seven out of 10, because it's it's a lot already. Okay, so the razor wire maze. Uh, Paul Lee was trying to kill himself by cutting his wrist, so then Jigsaw told him he had to cut himself a lot in order to survive, and he put him in a room, and he covered the room in barbed wire and said, get to that door by two, within two hours, or else it will be locked forever. And Paul had to climb through the barbed wire, which he ultimately did not do. JD, do you think you could do it? Absolutely not. <laughs> I wouldn't even begin trying to crawl through that shit. I would sit there dog shit terrified, uh, unable to do anything until time ran out and I died. Uh, but this one, again, just immediately, this idea of being slowly sliced to death, I've seen variations of this in, in a variety of different things. Uh, but it's one of my biggest uh, uh, visceral uh, pain fears. Uh, uh, this is a good one, and it's most closely, like, the first thing this made me think right away uh, is the the pit of razor wire scene in Dario Gento's uh, original 1977 Suspiria. Have you seen that? I don't remember. Yep. I, yeah. I know exactly the scene. Yeah, so there's that. This Suspiria. also, though, also reminds me, uh, again, just because of that concept of hundreds of tiny tiny little cuts just over and over uh, and some of them eventually getting worse as you get more tangled uh, it reminds me also of uh, the uh, the scene in the cleansing hour which was a, a, a shutter either exclusive or original from uh, a couple mm-hmm. of years back uh, where this guy uh, is uh, hallucinating and uh, uh, sorry spoiler alert for cleansing hour but it's out of context uh, you know, I don't even have to say what it is. Michelle knows what it is. Uh, oh, yeah. But, I know exactly yeah, what So you're I'll just about. not even say it. Uh, it reminds me of that. Uh, reminds me of uh, a movie called Cast a Deadly Spell that has a, a, a scene 
uh, where a guy gets chopped to death by a whirlwind of newspaper. It's just like slow paper cutting him to death. Just, man, I don't know why I gave away the one about the cleansing hour or wouldn't give away the cleansing hour, and then I mentioned no, the one about Cassidy. No, I think Cassidy you're fine. Because uh, they are not, <laughs> if you haven't seen the cleansing hour and you're like, fuck, I was going to watch that tonight right after listening to this two-hour episode about Saw, um, they'll, they'll forget. You'll forget. But, Don't uh, worry. You'll be surprised. Yeah. Um, I'm actually I'm so in intense. a completely different camp from you. Okay. Uh, where this one is, I, I'm not saying that I think I could escape and survive, but that out of a lot of the traps, this is the one that, like, if I had to be put in one, this would probably be top of my list. Not, like, top, top. Oh, wow. But, like, this would be, like, because I would either attempt it and fail and then just die slowly. And that's fine. I'd have the hope that, like, maybe somebody would come find me. Um, or I would, like, very slowly work my way through it and happen to get out within two hours. Those are my well, options. I would not throw myself into that barbed wire. So those are my two things. I will very carefully do it. If I can't, I'll sit there. I'll wait to die. That's interesting because slow death is actually the only thing that I I find uh, merciful about the reverse bear trap is as savage and violent and brutal and and fucked up as it is, it is a rather quick death. Uh, Well, except for that one guy, as long as we're in spoilers on the Saw franchise, who just got his, somehow got his face half ripped off and didn't die? I don't know how that works. Dr. Hoffman? Or Detective Hoffman. I'm so uh, sorry. He does not have a PhD. So fucking weird. Uh, But, Um, uh... Um, uh, but here's the, the thing about the reverse bear me. trap. Bear trap. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. Reverse bear trap. You say it's going to kill you immediately. I think your brain's awake for a little too long after that goes off. That is not an instant brain death. Okay. That is your brain processing as you're suddenly staring down at the floor because your head is facing the wrong direction. I think your brain is active for way way too That's long fair. after that thing goes That's off. That's fair. You might not feel it. I'm not saying that you're processing pain, but you're definitely processing like, huh, okay, I am dead <laughs> now. I'm, I'm okay, so, I guess uh, I'm just, guess oh, I'm just my body's die. on the floor. Yeah, uh, no, I think there is way too much awakeness after the, that happens. The one other thing that this reminds me of uh, before we uh, I allow you to move on, Michelle, is actually something that I'm going to find a link to and send to you. So uh, we've, uh, everybody knows we sponsor Time Bomb Pro Wrestling, which is a local independent (laughs) professional wrestling promotion here in Fargo. Uh, And they occasionally do some hardcore deathmatch type wrestling. Uh, You've seen the, the, uh, the, you were there the day they did the match where they took the ropes off the ring and wrapped it in barbed wire, were you not? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, and I knew when we talked about the the razor wire maze that you were going to mention Time Bomb Pro, and I completely forgot to even make a footnote about so it. So what I'm and and that style of a match where they take the ropes off and just wrap the ring in barbed wire that's a thing that's been going on for a while in hardcore and deathmatch wrestling the first time I ever saw it done uh, was uh, in 1988. Uh, on the uh, Jim Crockett Promotions Clash of the Champions 1. There's a six-man tag team match. It was Dusty Rhodes and the, the Road Warriors uh, against the three Russian dudes. Uh, I remember too much about that show. Uh, but also, so the reason I mention it is because this one match in particular is also part of the reason why this whole thing fucking terrifies me. There's a legendary no-rope barbed wire match from uh, major independent promotion ECW from the 1995 between Terry Funk and Sabu, where shit gets so out of hand 
At one point, Sabu does a weird jump thing, and the barbed wire rips like a 10-inch gash in the side of his bicep. He has to wrap his arm in, uh, uh, in athletic tape to be able to finish the match instead of quitting and going to the, the get stitches right away. Uh, by the end of the match, Terry Funk and Sabu are so fucking tangled in real fucking barbed wire that they got to bring uh, all these wire clippers and slowly clip them out. There were f uh, nubs on the barbed wire, like, digging into their necks, and they had to be careful how they moved. I'm gonna pl I think once you see this thing, this trap might scare you a little bit more. If there is a person in the trap with me trying to throw me into the barbed wire, yeah, that's way scarier. I just, oh, I just mean me the visceral experience it. of what it looks oh. like to be chewed up by barbed wire. Oh, I imagine that being chewed up by barbed wire is awful. That's why I would very slowly attempt to work my way through it. <laughs> and right. if it did not work, I would just hang out and wait for either death or rescue. Fair enough. So Moving on. Next this trap. This one is fine. Uh, okay, flammable jelly. Mark Wilson faked being sick. Allegedly, I have comments on that. And then he was given poison and told that he was covered in flammable jelly. He had a candle and was told to find the combination to the safe in front of him in order to get the antidote out. Um, and then the floor was also covered in glass because why the fuck not? You know, it seemed too easy to have a bunch of random numbers written all over the room and to be able to find it. Yeah, that was so likely to happen. So you just like, fuck it, glass on the floor, too. And then unfortunately, Mark Wilson uh, burned alive because he was holding on to the candle for dear life. And uh, at a certain point, I, I would definitely give up using the candle and I would just sit in front of the safe and just keep trying things. Uh, but also, Mark Wilson faked being sick. He says, if you're so sick, then why do I have so many photos of you up and about? John Kramer is not familiar with inv invisible disabilities, and that's ableist. And it's bullshit. And I know this movie came out in 2004 when we were a lot more ignorant to things like that. But people can walk around and be sick. Okay, John Kramer, man with brain cancer, building all of these fucking traps. Is someone going to turn you into an insurance company? Like, oh, if you're so sick, then why are you murdering these people with reverse bear traps stuck on their faces? And John's going to be like, no, I have a brain scan. He's like, yeah, we'll tell that to Mark Wilson. You didn't even understand. Yeah, that's dick. another that thing that's preposterous so about this. This is one dude with one, maybe two assistants at a time building and orchestrating all the this is like a 10 man job minimum <laughs> i bet saw 11 is going to introduce us to all the other it'll, it'll be called saw 11 and it'll be like like a saw movie 11 but jigsaws like, no they, no it'll be like oceans 11 but with saw traps we'll oh get, my god I we'll get george so. clooney and brad pitt and matt damon involved do you know how happy that would make you? You imagine George so Clooney happy. in a reverse bear trap? <laughs> oh, <laughs> That'd no. Be great. That'd be great. Oh, no. Uh, uh, do you have any comments on flammable jelly combination no, just, man I mean, who's the, allegedly the, the, not sick? The very uh, standard, uh, uh, first of all, uh, Jigsaw, that's kind of fucked up, man. All of this, like, like I, I've actually I, I've heard people say that they're like, no, I think the... Uh, the movie actually it gives you some really interesting things to think about. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It gives you interesting things to think about? This guy, 
Like, like you mean to, there's nothing about Jigsaw's position that is understandable or forgivable in any way, except that thing about the guy fucking up his cancer scan. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, just like definitely, I mean, that's another big fear of mine uh, is being fucking burned alive. That seems like it would be fucking terrible. Uh, like one of the most excruciating, awful ways to die. Uh, so yeah, but other than that, no, I didn't think there was anything, uh, super, uh, like unique or noteworthy about that one. One of the things I like so much about the Saw movie is how rudimentary these things are. Some of them, yeah. This is a thing, this one in particular, you could do this. I'm not saying do it. I'm definitely, we here at We Watch Shutter do not support you kidnapping a man and putting him in a room covered in flammable jelly and giving him a poison. And and that's another thing about this first movie that I think uh, makes it so much uh, more digestible than the franchise as a whole is everything that happens in this movie does feasibly seem like something that one dude and his accomplice could orchestrate and pull off. There is an asterisk on my statement because I like how rudimentary it seems. But then fucking Jigsaw, the movie Jigsaw, takes place before this one. Yes. He had already built a laser collar by this point. We'll come back to Oh, no, right. we won't because we're not covering Jigsaw. But I like how simple these are and how it seemed believable when I watched it. And now I'm like, you put a man in a motorcycle blender and yeah. cut him into small pieces before Yeah, this. and I, I, like I said, I know we're not going to dig into those movies, but I will definitely say that uh, as much as these first seven weren't necessarily my vibe, uh, I do think there's a, a, a significant drop-off uh, in those later films. Uh, I, I wouldn't be upset about watching one of these movies again if I'm just browsing through channels at some point, which is rarely going to happen because I don't watch regular TV anymore uh, unless I'm somewhere where I have to. But I guess what I'm saying is if this was my only option, I'm not going to feel I'm not going to turn the TV off. Right. I'm going to watch it. But uh, those those most like like Spiral and Jigsaw are things that I hope I never have to sit through again. Oh, shit. At the end, we have to talk about that because I disagree. Okay. Uh, The drill chair is the last trap we're going to talk about from the first one. And oh, my God, this guy's name is Jeff. I don't know who the fuck he is, but the detectives go to find Jigsaw and instead they find Jeff with drills going towards his head. And drills tape basically says like. Or Jeff's tape says you're part of a bigger thing. And then Jigsaw's like, hey, man, you have to save him or get me. Those are your options. And, like, this is Jeff's game. But it, <laughs> Jeff has no control over this. No, and then the no. only way that he is freed is that Dr. Singh shoots one of the drills to stop him instead because he's like, this is impossible. And then Dr. Singh gets fucking shotgun to death. But, like... What was even the point? Why was Jeff there? I have questions about Jeff. This is not a game I could survive. That one I know with a lot of certainty <laughs> because I have zero control. I'm suddenly, I'm sitting there under a blanket. Is it nighttime? Is it time to go to sleep? Am I a bird? Is this what you're hoping I'll just nap until they show up? And then they like lift off the blanket and I'm like, oh, thank God you're here to save me. But I can't tell you that because my name, uh, my mouth is duct taped or whatever they did. I can't even talk to these people. And then they're like, 
like, don't tell John we're here. And they put the cape back over my head. Fuck that. I don't like this game. This is no. I don't like ones where I have no control. I'm just waiting for drills to come towards my face. That's like dentist chair level shit. Yeah. That's what this is. It's a dentist chair, but with straps and duct tape. Yeah. And, don't and like weird, it. weirdly, I do. Uh, uh, I do appreciate that element where they they because I, I was definitely in a headspace of like, well, some of these Amanda traps are not even things that you could win. And, and I agree with you. Uh, uh, the ones where there is less and less agency involved, they're not necessarily ones that scare me more, uh, but they're, they're ones that don't really interest me. I think there's at least a, a psychological interest in the ones where you genuinely can win. And I think within that sphere, there is a, a scale of which ones are, are worse than others. Uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, like, I don't think they, they scare me as much, but I appreciate those situations less. I think that they kind of, as, as the series progresses, we learn a lot more about John Kramer, mm-hmm. uh, the man with brain cancer, and he's let, he's a little more separated from Jigsaw. Like, they try to make you feel a little bit of sympathy for this guy who is straight up menacing in the first yeah. movie. There is no sympathy. This guy is an evil genius. Right. And we're terrified of him. And then they start going like, no, John's kind of a sympathetic character. His... A uh, partner miscarried and he's dying of cancer and yeah. he almost died in a car accident. And so they're trying to do that. And I also think that as they do that, they add more traps that have less agency and less winnability. And I think it was their attempt to still make like, no, this guy's a bad guy. Like we're showing you his mentality, but like, don't think he's a good guy. You right. guys, like we're not on the side of him. But then they made Saw 6 where he kills a lot of insurance agents and everybody's <laughs> like, fuck, he's a hero. So like they kind of undid it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I again, again, I agree with that. Like, like I said, uh, I think the first film is a good film. Uh, it's, uh, it, you know, you're right. The bad guy is just a bad guy. He's like, yeah, okay, he has cancer, and it's because this thing happened. But you're right. It's like the dude made a mistake, and you're going on a murderous rampage because one dude made a mistake. Like, I understand the emotional experience of wanting to do that, of being that angry, but... There's a fundamental difference between having that thought and doing that deed, uh, and and so that's again I think the the first one is is a, as a, a a single cell is a really solid piece of storytelling. Solid piece of solid. Uh, <laughs> hey Michelle, okay. there, uh, before oh, we, no. you said yeah. that was the last trap we were going to talk about for the first movie, right? Yeah, sure. Hey. Before we move on, uh, and it'll be nothing for these people because I'm a master editor, my dog is flipping out and he needs to go potty. Can we take a short break and then come back and finish this? Yes, but if you see somebody wearing a pig mask, get away from them because it's definitely (laughs) Amanda or Dr. Hoffman or John Kramer or the guy from the later movies. They Uh, do like some pig masks in this franchise. Yeah. So like if you see that, like just get away. Um, Because I don't want to be like the person who gets a phone call and you're like, fuck, I'm in a trap. And I'm like, not again. Okay, what's around you? Is there an X on the toilet? You should probably check the tank. Is there a saw? You know what you got to do. So what you're saying is take my cell phone with me. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Yeah, cell phones would save all of this. That's why they stopped making them in 2010 originally because they're like, fuck, phones. Okay, yeah. All right, for all of you listening at home, we'll be back in a fraction of a second. 
Okay, so we took the bo- the dog out. I almost said I took the bog out. That would be weird. He's not a bog. He's a dog. But we took the dog to the bog. He did his potty, and we're back. Uh, Michelle, before we move on here, you we were talking about how you know things about dogs. This fucking dog. Yeah. Does your dog... First of all, does your dog eat the wet food or the dry food? Uh, Mostly dry, but she's very particular about how she does. Okay. So Riley eats the wet food, but he finishes eating the food, and then he licks the bowl, because, I mean, yeah, of course you do. But then, after he's at least visibly removed every visible amount of the, the food, he just keeps licking it and licking it like there's still food there, as if he has to remove every molecule of processed beef scent from this fucking green plastic bowl he sat here after he told me i had to go potty for three minutes licking that bowl my dog is weird is my point well has your dog uh wronged a man with brain cancer recently and potentially been coerced into pretending that there is food when there is no longer food in the bowl is this your trap that you are being tricked into I mean, I'd like to. Do? I'd like Just tell to us s- what he did to John Kramer. I'd like to say the answer to that is no, but unfortunately, I am not with this dog twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, all the time. He spends plenty of time outside of my presence. I don't know what he's getting up to in his personal dealings. I did run into him at the bar the other day when you weren't around, and I thought that, that was weird. Right. But he's at least three, so I mean that makes him legal drinking age. In Michelle, I uh, I went to Costco today and I got a one pound tub of crumbled blue cheese. So I'm gonna munch on a little bit of that while you take us through some traps and saw too. Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> if there's a trap where you just have to eat a lot of blue cheese, you're surviving. I got jigsaw's in that fucked, one. man. Jigsaw's Any so of jigsaw's fucked. traps involve cheese. He's fucked. That's why none of them <laughs> involved cheese. Did you notice that? It's actually uh, yeah. a pretty smart technique. If he had put cheese in any of uh, these traps, not a lot of game cheese. And if, no if he had eaten more cheese, he probably which, like, wouldn't have gotten brain cancer. Oh, we had completely different thoughts. At Guys, it, it should be noted right away that I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I am, and I say that these movies needed more genital mutilation. Okay, Do you also say Saw that two. cheese doesn't prevent brain cancer. <laughs> it might. Do you know for sure it doesn't, Michelle? Do you know for sure? Anyway. We watch Shudder. Do not endorse any medical advice provided by This episode is already co-host. over an hour long, and we've only gotten through traps of one of seven Oh, my movies. God. Tear it Don't up, Don't worry. Michelle. They're going to get crazy. Okay, so Saw 2, The Death Mask. Michael Marks. His real crime is having the most generic name of all time. Uh, His second crime, I don't remember what it was, but I do know that he was told that there was a key placed behind his eye and he had to cut his eye open and pull out the key and then unlock this trap within 60 seconds. And if not, this mask was going to snap shut and stab him in the face with a bunch of nails. Michael Marks' trap. It's the reverse, reverse bear trap. Yeah. Um, There's no bears involved. Right. This one, unfortunately. uh, uh, Obviously, similar to the reverse bear trap, uh, but lesser in a couple of ways. 
first of all, for some reason, the fact that it's closing around his head and not ripping his head open is a little less visceral for me. Uh, also, uh, the scenario, obviously both of them horrifying, but if I have to choose between a scenario where to get out of it, uh, I have to cut a hole under my own eye on my face, or I have to murder another person and dig the key out of their guts. And in fact, not even worse, he told me the guy was dead and I didn't realize he was still alive until I got over there and had to stab him. Uh, so ultimately, I thought it was a lesser experience compared to that original reverse bear trap. Lesser in the way that it's as a viewer or both, less both the as... both the visceral effect that I experienced just from the concept of the trap and also the uh, ideological uh, differences between are you willing to harm yourself a little bit to not be harmed a lot versus are you willing to kill somebody to save your life that Wait, to me, and which of those the the one from saw, the, the one from saw the original reverse bear trap is more intense both ways to me. I would find it so much easier to kill another person who was paralyzed. Really? Yeah. Instead of getting reverse bear trapped, as opposed to cutting into my own eyeball mm -hmm. to grab a key and trying to grab that out of my own skull. Oh, I, I think you're right. I think to a certain extent, uh, the actual physical act of doing, uh, of killing somebody else is going to be easier I mean, as like a, a moral predicament, as a philosophical concept. I feel like the the idea of will you murder this other person to save your own life is philosophically and thematically more interesting than will you cut your face open to save your own life. Interesting. I just rewatched. Would you rather? from I don't know, I, years ago or whatever. Ha, I didn't actually rewatch it, but one of the the night huh. that I finished this franchise, I started watching it. Oh, uh, that's and funny. I felt I I was I'd already been up super late and I fell asleep about 20 minutes in and I had so much other shit to watch during the month that I never got back <laughs> around to it. But You're I had influence. that immediate thought. Absolutely. Yep. If you guys haven't seen like, would, would you, you rather, rather? <laughs> strongly recommend you check that one out. Similar Ooh. themes and ideas here. Uh, but definitely it's its own thing. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you gave me another person's eye and I had to cut into theirs or my own, it's their eye. They're going to deal with it. I'm kidding. I, I Please don't put me in a trap and make me actually... I just like to talk a lot of shit, okay? Please do not put me in a trap. I do, I'm a I do agree person. with you, though. Uh, the actual execution of it, I think it would be far easier to cut somebody else's belly open whether they're alive or not, than to cut a hole in your own face. Absolutely. I think morally it would be easier for me to sleep at night knowing I killed another man and I didn't have any physical ailments because I would be able to sleep at night instead of sleeping forever because I would be dead. There would be no way that I would survive. You know who's not guilty anymore about anything, Michelle? Dead folks. That's true. Dead Damn, folks don't feel guilt. Dead. All my crimes are going down with me. There's okay. a whole world Overall full of people game. who disagree with that philosophy that dead people don't feel guilt. <laughs> the Catholic Church? 
Oh, yeah, and, and several other religions, oh. for that matter. <laughs> oh, okay, I know how you feel about religion. Yeah, I don't, don't have to get into it on this. I don't, I don't feel about it the way Saw. I did 10 years ago. Anyway, we're talking my, about my Saw, My Jesus Michelle. is John Kramer. He died for our sins, and then uh, he kept Jesus. committing more of them. Look, I'm, okay. I'm not going to so. lie. You saying my Jesus is John Kramer might be more blasphemous than me just saying dead people don't feel guilt. <laughs> I Let's get away from John this, Kramer Michelle. This campus. is going to be a three and a half hour episode if we don't I'm keep trying. You go. asked me a whole thing about your dog. The nerve gas house is the overall game of Saw Two, the and Saw Two is my favorite one. House. Although rewatching this, I realize a lot of the things I like about Saw Two actually happen in Saw Three. So Saw Two and Saw Three combined are kind of my favorite. I always forget what happens in one versus the other. Um, so okay, the nerve gas house. Uh, there's a bunch of people, seven of them exactly, and they were put in a house, and they were told that the front door would open in three hours, and if they uh got to it, then great. But the problem is they would die within two because they were using the same nerve gas that was used at Om Shinrikyo, which is so fucking, uh, that whole cult is great uh, and not in a good way. I mean, like, it's fucked up. Um, and so uh, each test that they were doing would award them at least one antidote, so they had to go find all these tests in the house and complete them. Um, and the safe in their room contained one syringe, and the combination to the safe was in the back of their minds, i.e. written on the back of their necks, except for the one big beefy guy. He had the most neck, and he had the least numbers. And then they had to be entered in the order of the color of the rainbow. So that's the overall thing. Pretty fun. Holy shit, there's a whole bunch of people in this trap, and they're not chained to things. That's cool. The very first trap, the magnum eye hole. The message told them not to open the door with the key. One person did it. Another guy got shot in the face. What do you think of that game, JD? Do you think that that's a game that you could win if another person got you shot in the face because they did a thing they were told not to? Is, so uh, let me be clear, Michelle, because I don't remember the details as specifically as yeah. you do. This is one of the yeah. unwinnable Amanda traps, right? No, no, this oh, is really? not. When they wake up in the room, they are told, do not use this key on the door. I think they he says, like, it won't work or something. And then uh, I don't know if he explicitly says this to him or if they just wait, but eventually the door unlocks on its own. However, one person's like, he told us not to use the key on the lock. We're going to do it. So he did it. And there was a gun pointing at the people and it just shoots another guy in the face. And now right. he's dead. Yeah. That's a game I couldn't win. No, another I another mean, person being an idiot, I would right, die. Yeah, uh, and and that's again thematically, those sorts of things aren't as interesting to me uh, because you know it's that person who died wasn't involved in any way. I think I would I, I even appreciate more uh, uh, Amanda's unwinnable games because she at least presents the idea that there's a game involved. That's just a situation where some fucking asshole did something he shouldn't have done and got somebody else killed. Do you like it from a, a story perspective as a viewer, not a participant in this universe? Because it does set the stage that, hey, there's other people involved and those people might make mistakes that now lead to you being dead and you had nothing to do with it. And there's only one test out of this entire movie that is actually performed by the person it's intended to be performed by. So it's saying, like, rules are off the table. Like, you thought I was going to test you individually. No, it's now dependent on everybody else. And, like, the other big tests in this don't happen to the people that they're actually intended for. Is this, so is, I do is like this it. the movie that has the shotgun circle? 
No, that's Saw 6. Man, I, I don't remember how any of this stuff goes together. Anyway, oh, I'll remind yeah. you. Okay, the first test is Obi Tate. Uh, they get down into the, the room downstairs and there's a furnace and he's told he has to go into the furnace in order to get an antidote, but that there is a second antidote and if he wants, he can grab that one and then give it to another person. So he climbs into the furnace, no problem, grabs one, he's free. Then he decides he's going to take the other one and when he takes the second one, the door to the furnace closes and he burns alive and both antidotes burn with him. This is... I don't understand it. Yeah, from, this is like, if he's you trying if, to yeah help if you try to help yeah we we tell you that there's a way that you can you know if you're if you're not selfish and put yourself at more risk by being in this predicament for a longer period of time you can also save one of your friends and for having the audacity to not be so selfish and try to help save somebody else he fucking dies that seems very out of character. It feels like an Amanda trap, and at this mm -hmm. point we know maybe, maybe Possibly. it was. Maybe yeah. she didn't tell John about that. I have no fun because this is also the start. Yeah, this is kind of the no. This is not when she's being tested yet. Never mind. She's just part of this test. I don't know Amanda's whole deal. She's got a way more complicated life than John Kramer. Yeah, yeah that that's a, that's another no part of the preposterousness of this whole thing. Is it's just like, oh. Uh, Amanda started doing her own things, but apparently he was aware of it and was secretly testing her back the entire time. There's like layers upon layers of uh, he knows, but I know he knows, but he knows that I know he knows, but I know that he knows that I know that he knows. And it just, yeah, another layer upon layer upon layer thing. I just miss the days when I liked Amanda. These were the early days when she was kind of great. I love Smith. She's oh, I pretty. like her. But Amanda, as it goes on, there's a moment in Saw X where somebody says, shut the fuck up, Amanda. And God, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it. I felt Next it. Trap. I, I wanted to cheer. Yes, I know. You agreed to a two-hour episode, sir. Uh, okay. The Needle Pit was intended for Xavier Chavez because he was a drug dealer, but instead he threw Amanda in there, and she had to find a key attached to a glow stick in a pit of needles uh, in order to unlock the door before the antidote was locked away permanently, and she fails, and Xavier rages. That, that's uh, fucked up test. That's an interesting trap to me, uh, uh, just because, again, the, like the visceral experience of being stabbed by dozens and dozens and dozens of needles, uh, that kind of thing, uh, like like flocks and herds of small, tiny cuts and punctures, that kind of concept is just very severe to me. But also interesting, because I'm going to make another Deathmatch Wrestling reference. Uh, several years ago, uh, over in a European promotion, I believe based out of Germany, called WXW. There's a couple of, of independent uh, deathmatch wrestlers. Uh, one of them, a European fella, uh, went by the name of Thumbtack Jack. Uh, and one, an American fella by the name of Drake Younger. Uh, and they literally had this match that was called the Saw Deathmatch. That involves some pretty ridiculous things, like a guy getting smacked on the back with a steel chair that had a bunch of razor blades attached to it. And after he gets hit, you can see just like lines of razor blade cuts in his back. But one of the big finish spots is they do this. They bring out a giant tub 
full of empty hypodermic needles and one of them gets dropped into it. <laughs> and again, it's it's fucking horrifying. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to send you a clip of that too. Uh, but uh, oh, great. it's in- looking forward to that. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to me uh, how much crossover there is between a Saw movie and Deathmatch Wrestling. <laughs> um, I have a weird reaction to this scene because the needle pit sounds so ASMR-y to me uh-huh. because I grew up in a family of florists where we had water picks in the back and they would be empty and I would just put my hands in there and shuffle them around okay. and it sounded just like the needles in this pit. So I'm like, man, that just relaxes me. <laughs> this woman in excruciating pain has like a, oh man, I like that sound uh, kind of reaction. But as an actual trap, um, if I was in that pit, I probably wouldn't find it as nice to That's have those sounds. Because Amanda goes into that trap, right? In yeah, he just pit. picks her up yeah. and throws her in there. Right. And, like, that's another thing where it's yet another situation in this movie uh, where somebody is put into a terrible situation by somebody not Jigsaw. It's one of the other people just involved mm-hmm. in the trap and mm-hmm. ends up suffering because she's trying to help everyone. There's a lot of yeah. that in this film now that I stopped to think yeah. about it. That's why I like the guy getting shot in the face because it tells you that's going to happen. And then happens again where a person, this trap was probably intended for Amanda, but it was completed by, well, attempted by Addison. And that is the razor box, which is a box suspended from the ceiling. And there are holes for hands and there is an antidote inside the box. And as she puts her hand into the box, she starts cutting her wrist open with a razor and then her solution is, I'm going to put my other hand in the other hole. Now both my hands are stuck in the hole. And now I'm cutting both my wrists open. The worst part, this is one of those movies I have seen the bonus features on because I loved it so much as a teenager that I had to watch everything about it. I was very curious. I did not notice. I don't know if you noticed. She did not listen to the recording. But if you watch that scene... You can see the box with a lock on the other side and a key already in it so she could open the box and get the antidote. Now, do you think that was done deliberately or is it a yes. uh, uh, a continuity error in in the production? It's deliberate. They pointed out in the bonus features that oh, okay. it's supposed to be like a, there is a way around No, that's that's it. awesome. That's, that's God, very clever. I did not know it. Yeah, but no, um, that I have a thing about wrist cutting, and I could not do that. Well, and and you also, and... I would definitely not put my second fucking hand in right. there. And try to like right put like use the one free hand to help the the hand that is no longer free. And uh, you and I have, have definitely talked before about how stuff with hands uh, definitely gets me. Uh, for me, it's usually more like physical, like crushing trauma and or like fingers being oh. snapped and broken. Than, oh, we got some good uh, traps for you later. But then. Uh, but uh, she fucking degloves both hands in this ultimately, doesn't she? Or they at least uh, come out just it, shredded to shit. She never gets out of the box. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. But I'm assuming that at some point when she passes out from blood loss... If she comes out, her hands are staying at least a good oh, chunk yeah. of Oh, yeah. Also, mark. if she passes out from Woo! blood loss, she's going to collapse and probably just rip That's what her I hands mean. out immediately. Exactly. She's going to pull. Oh, God. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I'm so glad that was that's, a very that's short. That's one that's definitely a contender <laughs> against that reverse bear trap. Uh, I, I, I just have to reiterate, the reverse bear trap hits so hard because it just, 
Like, that's the statement they made at the beginning, and fuck, I was like, okay, let's do this. I could barely handle it. Okay. The overall game, aside from the overall game that we thought we were already watching, Psych, there's another one, and it's Detective Eric Matthews. He, at the beginning of this movie, found John Kramer, and John Kramer told him to sit tight and just wait with him because his son was in a safe and secure state. And all he had to do was talk to John for two hours. But Eric's an impatient son of a bitch. And he attacked John and took him and made him take him to the house. But it turns out everything was recorded hours ago. His son was in the safe, the safe and secure state in the room. And if he had just stayed there and not been a hothead, he would have uh, just found his son. And he would have had this nice conversation with John and they'd be friends and he'd write to him from prison. Um, and instead, Eric is now chained in the bathroom from the first movie. Yeah, and like, uh, what? so what, what's my reaction to this supposed to be like, oh, if you had just not freaked out about the psycho serial killer threatening your son's life and just managed to stay calm and keep your composure, you you, you wouldn't be in the in the bathroom and, and you'd have your, like, it, I, uh, I, I never at any point become part of that partial team jigsaw right it's like like i feel like there's a certain amount of well if you had just uh listened to the man talk and let him have his peace everything would have been fine but you couldn't do that and like i'd i'd it, it's it smacks too much of attempting to get me to sympathize with jigsaw a little bit or not even necessarily sympathize with him, but not sympathize with the uh, the other people, and uh, I, 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 I this is where some of the story starts to get less interesting to me. I disagree. I fucking love this ending. I don't think it makes me sympathize with Jigsaw, but it does show me that he's a criminal mastermind, which is what they were trying to show that he understands. You didn't get that already, just from that first movie. This is emphasizing it. He has a whole house full of people, and there's a boy in a safe. That's crazy. Um, and Here's my like, okay. Theme. So, at what point did he find the time to record this videotape of the dude's house or whatever for several hours while he's also setting up all these other traps and while he's having cancer and while all this other stuff is going down? Like, like it, it, we know he has at least three assistants, and these are not crazy elaborate traps. He could have taken a year to put this house together. It's not He's that a the real traps estate agent are elaborate, in addition Michelle, to an engineer and a doctor. It's the same thing I've been saying, which is it's just the sheer volume of the layers and and interconnectednesses. Listen, JD, it's just fun. Okay, <laughs> it's just fun and here's the thing i don't sympathize with jigsaw i think holy shit this guy's a genius and it begins the theme that we see throughout the rest of these series about how corrupt their police department is in that this officer should not be beating the shit out of a suspect if anything like taken down to the station he's uh going along with this only until it no longer suits him and then he's no longer going well, along with it and that's kind of what jigsaw's trying to expose and that's again another part of it that uh like uh, yeah, okay, so uh, like you said, yes, now Jigsaw is trying to expose corrupt cops. Like, it, like, how am I supposed to hate him when he's trying to expose corrupt cops? Like, it definitely feels like 
at this point, like they're they're very much wanting you to not necessarily sympathize with him killing people, but be able to say, well, I at least understand where he's coming from. Uh, you know, at least in the in the in the first several, like the people, uh, I I felt like. We're getting to a point here where I'm feeling more and more like genuinely like the people who die kind of deserve it, right? Whereas earlier on, it, it like it, it's becoming less and less of a stretch uh, that his victims don't deserve this, and that's a problem for me. I need to be able to fundamentally. I can't agree. Once you make me agree with Jigsaw's motives, like this is no, is no. I don't. I, I don't want to sympathize with a psychopath. I'm out. Interesting. I love the gray area. Let me live in that gray area. Um, that's a huge appeal to me of like, oh, man, whose side am I on? It's not all black and white. Sometimes well, and John Kramer for me, does things I agree with. Well, that's what I'm saying <laughs> is like this is a this is yeah. like these movies fucking make me be on the side of corrupt cops because my options are corrupt cops or a psychopath serial killer. Right. You got other options. Third option, Michelle just hanging out in her basement, having a good old time watching this man kill other no, people. No, that, that's I, I mean within the context of the stories, though, right? No, you're either team no. killer or you're team corrupt cop. Job. Why can't I be both? Uh, why do Why, why do I have to I, be either? Actually, I was about to say. I was about to say instead of neither, I choose both. I, I team killer or team corrupt cop, both. You know what? It's not a neither situation. I'm on anybody's side. If they give me, we talked about this a little bit. They give me a red star versus what we're, 100%. What we're, that's what we're learning here is that Michelle is going to support you as long as you're killing people. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care who you are or who you're killing. But not me. She just wants you to if kill you're killing people. Me, if you're killing me, it's questionable about whether I will support that. <laughs> that's fair. Not sure. Oh. Okay, so that so ends Saw Two, which like oh I fucking love. Wait, that, that was still just number two. Movie. I thought we had moved on to number three. Well, now we're gonna move on to number three because number three is that same story, kind of. It starts with the classroom trap, and there's a guy named Troy, and he has eleven chains attached to him through his hands, his shoulders, his arms, his obliques, and one through his jaw, and he has to rip himself away from all of these chains before the timer goes off, and uh, they are like, wow, this guy couldn't have gotten out because the door was closed, and how would he have gotten out? It's rigged. Do you want me to just go through these very fast? You look like you're so over the Saw franchise. No, I'm just like, I, 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 I'm in it at this point. I'm just okay. I, in the back of my head. I'm just like, we said two, and this is going to go three. Nah. You don't think 15 so? 15 minutes of that was your dog pottying. We're fine. Fair we enough. got time to edit if it really is necessary. <laughs> this is why we did it the night before for uh, once. Okay. I do, I do think, so, though, yeah, that uh, more and more himself. as we go along, I'm not going to have as much. To, I, I think I've said everything I need to say about just my uh, reaction to the story here. So, yeah, I think I'm going to let you go ahead because I know you have a lot of structured cool. thoughts. And just if I have, uh, you know, if you inspire me to say anything, I'll chime in or I'll talk about a particularly hideous trap or something. Okay. I love hideous traps. I am so yeah, responsible this one, there's 11 for, chains. I'm responsible for so many of the derailings of this train. <laughs> I mean, I did learn a lot about death matches uh, in our socks. 
you haven't you haven't lived until you've watched a person literally for real drop another person into a crate full of hypodermic needles and then you watch that guy come out of that crate and he's got several hypodermic needles jammed into his back and his arms and shit and then you watch as they slowly one by one pull them out of his body it's fucking hideous you just described the scene from saw 2 but it was amanda yeah (laughs) that's exactly how that unfolds yeah Yeah. uh okay so troy he's got a whole bunch of chains attached to him he's got to rip them out i couldn't do it not because it would hurt but because i am a weak person if you put a ring like metal into my jaw i'm not it's i'm gonna try it's not gonna work very well i don't know about you jd same yeah there's no fucking way and then it turns out it couldn't be passed anyway but they didn't need to like weld the door shut for that to happen they could just put me there and they'd be like she never had a chance like poor guy um then we got the angel trap detective allison carey one of the traps i feel like i could have kicked ass at except he has a leather harness attached to her and she is uh told that the harness is attached to her ribs and that she has to unlock it before the uh harness opens and splays her open and she dies um, is this, the, has is this just... the cop that was in Starship Troopers? Yes. Dina Myers? Is she Starship Chopper? I don't remember. Yeah, she was, I believe she so. was Diz. It's the lady. The curly hair. the lady. One. Her yeah. name's Detective Allison Carey. Okay. And so she has to put her hand into a jar of acid, grab a key, unlock the harness within 60 seconds. I could fucking do that. Absolutely The not. problem is unlocking the harness did nothing. One of the few ones that I feel like I would have a fighting chance at nothing she still gets completely angeled i uh i do that i don't think i could ever physically bring myself to shove my hand into a vat of acid that i know is going to eat my hand apart like i think i just physically wouldn't be able to do it that's and that's my reaction to so many of these traps honestly is i feel like my reaction to most of them would be so dog shit terrified of either option that I wouldn't be able to make a decision and I would just run out of time and die. I would love to see that saw scene where they're like, okay, you got 60 seconds and just in real time, no cutaway. We're watching a guy just go, um, uh, mm, just have a uh and then 60 seconds later, he, di- yeah, exactly. he just dies. No yeah. moving one cut instead of all these jump cuts that they do in these with like the crazy music. It's just a guy, no music, just him going, uh, Ooh, or just, I don't. Ooh, oh, for me, it would ugh. be it would be way more intense than that. I, I'd probably just be like screaming in terror, uh, you know, begging and pleading for my life uh, the entire time, and then my that puppet ain't gonna let you off the hook, right? Oh, so sad. Um, I'm a coward, okay. Michelle. So, yeah, the, the one I feel like <laughs> I'm so worried that by doing this episode, somebody's gonna be like, "Fuck, I want to see if that's true," and they're gonna make me put my hand in a jar of acid. Please don't do that. I'm a soft lady. I'm just saying in the context of the Sal universe where apparently this is so common that they have support groups. Um, that's what, what I would want to be given. I just had a thought. Oh, dear God. What kind of acid is it? <laughs> if this is the right I kind don't... of acid, I might dip my whole hand in it. That'd be kind of nuts. You know what, man? <laughs> oh, no. If they were like, then hey, I go watch do acid, I would still have a panic attack. I've never done acid. I'm not good at drugs. Um, okay. I'm not then good we've at got... drugs. That's the best <laughs> way to say it. I love it. Anyway. I, 
I don't want to be stuck in my Are you guys still today, with seriously. us uh, in this episode? Thank you so much for hanging out. You guys are done. Make sure you drop by our social <laughs> medias and stuff at some point and tell us what you I think about the Saw movies. Hey, John Humphreys. I'm sending him a gift because I liked his Halloween costume. And so I have John Humphreys' address now, and I will be there with a vat of acid. Shout out to Sam. Shout yeah. out, uh, what's his name? Jim just hooked up with us. Just recommended a movie for us to watch. I think his name I is Jimmy. I have it Jimmy. screenshotted in my phone, but that's I all right. We got Saw movies it. to talk about. I'm sorry for derailing this again. No, it's okay. My my trap is trying to remember everybody's names. I recognize their profile pictures. I'm just terrible at the name part. Speaking of Jeff, we have a second Jeff. The first Jeff, he died for unexplainable reasons in Saw One when he got drilled. Or no, he actually survived that. He could have died. Now we have a second Jeff, and this is Jeff's trial, aka. The shotgun caller for Dr. Lynn Denlin. This is the overarching game. And basically, Dr. Lynn, she is told that she has to wear a shotgun collar and she has to keep Jigsaw alive. And if she does that, everything's fine. And then Jeff, he's in a different place and he's told, hey, man, I'm sorry about your son. We brought all the people who made that happen. Uh, not even like made that happen, but like justice wasn't served. Like we found a bunch of them and they're in other rooms. Go ham. And so Jeff walks into the first room and this is the only nudity in the entirety of the series as far as I know. There is a woman naked in a freezer being covered in water and she's going to freeze to death because she pretended not to see Jeff's son get killed. And all he has to fucking do is put his face against a cold pipe and grab a key and this man can't even think to put up his shirt as a little bit of a barrier and instead he's like, no, it's so cold. Which is also curiously uh and i may be wrong about this if somebody out there is a science person who can confirm or deny the interesting thing about that nudity is if i understand the way cold and freezing works that would be far more excruciating a death if she was fully clothed when they started dumping all that water on her because the water would absorb into the clothing as well as encasing her in ice I don't know, uh, but I, I feel like it would be uh, maybe I don't under, maybe I'm the one who's wrong about the science on that. But I immediately started thinking, yeah, but wouldn't that be so much worse if she was Cause there's this thing you can do with warm soda pop cans to cool them off real quick where you wrap the can in, in wet paper towels and then put it in the freezer for like a half an hour and it gets really cold. And so I don't know if it, the same sort of thing. Do you know science out there? Somebody get in touch with us. Tell us if I'm right or not. You just compared this naked lady to a can of Mountain Dew. Well, no, I compared uh, heat transfer to heat Science. transfer is what I did, Michelle. Well, I just think if you're going to have one scene of nudity, this is the weird spot, and I want to know why. Oh, for sure. This is the one. This well, is the I, one. I, I think the reason they did it here is because in their mind, being frozen to death naked must be worse than being frozen to death fully clothed because the idea is uh, you want to stay insulated. But, you know, like they tell you, like, when you're out in uh, uh, in, in, in the, like, you don't want to, like, if you're out in the cold and you fall into a river or something, uh, you're going to, like, you, you want to get somewhere and get out of the wet clothes as soon as possible because it's going to freeze a lot faster and be a lot more problematic for you. And so that's kind of where I was coming at. You know, I think it would have been 
technically for her an even worse experience if she was clothed because it might be faster and more painful. But I feel like that's probably what they were going for is that idea of being naked in the excruciating cold because if you were just out like in the cold in the winter in a blizzard you would want to be fully clothed it would be far worse that way the the functional problem is once you get soaking wet which one is worse now so i expect that's why they did opinions i expect that's why she was naked (laughs) how many of these strong opinions are driven because you grew up in north dakota and have too much knowledge about what it's like to be in the freezing fucking cold trying not to die each year yeah I've also seen that. I have in been outside movies. fully clothed. That happens, in, that, that happens in movies all the time. Somebody's out in the cold and then they fall into like a super cold body of water. They always take them inside and they're like, you got to immediately get these wet clothes off and warm up. These goddamn L.A. makers, they don't know what it's like to be cold. Somebody <laughs> out there listening cold. knows the science. Tell us. Social medias, email, all the details at the end of the episode. Well... The next detail that I'm going to get into is Judge Halden, and he's put in a pit, chained by his neck uh, at the bottom of a pit. And this was the judge who let the guy get off with a late sentence. And now they're just bringing in pigs and they're blending them and they're putting him, uh, putting him in the vat with the judge. And he's getting fucking waterboarded by rotten pigs this is one of the worst traps in the entire series for me because i think if they had positioned his body the other way so it wasn't going up his nostrils this makes me physically ill that's why i think saw three made such an impact this and then the one right after it is the rack that is a lot yeah i I feel like short amount of time this one is definitely the high point just so far as the fucking make me want to puke factor uh, because it's it, like it's not just like like pig. It's fucking rotten, festering pig carcasses, uh, and it's it's like he's just. Where they be- all come from? He's uh, probably uh, that's a good uh, uh, yet another question, Michelle. That makes this movie so incredibly absurd. I what imag- did the pigs do to wind up in the trap? I, I imagine s- I imagine somewhere in that timeline that I never bothered to finish reading on account of how obscenely long it is. There's some entry about how Jigsaw went to the uh, to the butcher shop and asked for like 17 pig carcasses and then left them in a shed for six months in the middle of the summer heat so that they rotted and festered. You know, as long as we're talking about all this other preposterous stuff, that's probably what happened. He did have one alive pig, and that pig's job was to find a way out, and it failed. So it, it just sure came did. On the other seventeen, so sad. Basically, it just yeah, yeah, it just basically looked like he was being awful. covered in vomit until he drowned in vomit, and that's just, that, that's disgusting. But then he lived for a little bit. Then he got shotgunned in the face during the rack. For sure. Because Jeff managed to do it right, and then still killed him. Damn it, Jeff! Oh, that was so frustrating. Um, Okay, so then Jeff's final test is to either forgive John and save himself, his wife, and the daughter, which, oh my god, Jenna and I talked about this one for a long time, because, like, (laughs) Jigsaw's person he's going to test in this one is a man whose son has died, and he's in a failing marriage with his wife who's cheating on him, and he has a strained relationship with his daughter, and Jigsaw's just like, man, fuck that family, and now the daughter's an orphan. <laughs> like, how are you right. helping anyone? Yeah. Uh, just, just a point of clarification quickly, Michelle. Uh, would that oh. be Jenna who never watches the movies before she listens to our episode reviews? 
the same one, but she does watch all of the Saw movies before she listens That's to true. this episode. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, well the so, yeah. Saw movies got a several year uh, jump start on us. <laughs> That's true. And she did see Saw X at my house, so she's good now. But we're not talking about that one. Instead, we're talking about Jeff's final test. And so he's told to either uh, save his family or uh, kill Jigs- Jigsaw. And then he's like, I'm going to kill Jigsaw. But then... He kills Jigsaw in, like, the most boring way possible. Like, you're going to pick up, like, the a very, like, medical saw and just cleanly cut his throat. That's it? I guess. You're full of rage and this is what you do? It's just it's a little disappointing. But then that does mean that his wife's shotgun collar goes off. But then, oh, man, Amanda's test failed because she was supposed to keep Lynn alive. And uh, she didn't do that. This might have actually happened the other reverse order. I don't fucking care. Who knows? Was this a flashback? Maybe. Um, but she was supposed to keep Lynn alive because she didn't know that Jeff is married to the fucking doctor. Oh, man, that dude we saw Dr. Lynn with at the beginning, that was the affair partner. So when she said, what do you want? And he says, I want a divorce. He was referring to his wife that he's cheating on oh man they're not the the married people these two that blew my fucking mind and I'm, I'm like very much playing it up but like oh man when i found out oh the, married, wi- the wild smoke and mirrors that you could have never uh figured out on your own that, that blew your yeah. mind the deus ex machina really going did. on here blew your mind yep it absolutely did thanks for asking <laughs> on to saw four <sighs> okay, yeah. sophomore. We got, we got a lot of movie the, here. I'm trying. You just keep talking about wrestling, though. It's a, it's. I'm trying. Okay, the mausoleum. One of like the most visually appealing traps. It's it's not even like super gory. It's very brightly lit. The, that's so rare in these movies. It is Trevor and Art, and a winch is pulling them closer together. And Trevor's eyes are so unshut, and Art's mouth is so unshut. So Art can see Trevor trying to kill him, and Trevor can hear Art, but he can't see him. The most frustrating thing about this is that Trevor dies, and then Art rips his mouth open to scream. You you waited. You could have. You could have like. Hey, man, I'm over here. Like, you could have done that earlier. Why did you wait until... Did you not like that guy? What did Trevor do to you? That's pretty fucking stupid. Um, I think I could do it, though. I think I could duck and dodge. If I was the person with my eyes sewn shut, no fucking way. I am terrified of completely losing my vision. And that... Nope. No, thank you. I I, I have really bad, really bad eyesight. And that scares me a lot. Again, for this, like, I'm I'm not... uh, I'm not uh, remotely... uh, insecure uh enough to not admit it uh, like i'm very i'm very physical pain averse and i don't know if i could even force myself to rip my mouth open uh in that situation i think i could i would try and as soon as i got to a certain point i wouldn't be able to go any further i i think i would uh i would fail every one of these fucking <laughs> traps <laughs> We'll find one you have a chance at. Ab- no, you um, won't. It- Michelle, I watched the <laughs> movies. I saw every one of the traps. I promise you there's oh, not a single one of these that I would survive. Not one. I know one of them. We'll get to it. Um, I do have to say that when even have to be a life and death situation, somebody was like, you have to be quiet for me. I'd be like, fuck no. Like, rip my mouth. on. Like, I I cannot be quiet. Um, So, yeah. If, if my mouth oh, was Oh, and I shut, can? Yeah, have I'm, you I'm listened to the last hour and a half of this podcast? <laughs> No, I have completely blinked out. My ears are so shut. It is my trap. Okay, the next trap, the knife chair. Oh, man. I guess if I had to pick a favorite, this one's up there because it is intense. Cecil Adams 
He has to push his way, his face into the knives hard enough that he can press a button with his head and release himself. I don't remember the exact quote, but something about making his outsides as ugly as his insides. That one's intense. Those yeah, are some that, sharp yet another one that a big part of it for me and and why it gets to me is is just the multiple points of stabbing, cutting pain. Uh, uh but yeah, say yeah, it, it fucking Jesus. Yeah, you can. That's another thing that I want to because I mentioned earlier how as much as I think the sheer scope of everything is is so preposterous, the the, the there's at least well structured connection between it all. Uh, also, uh, I don't know who's responsible for dreaming up and designing all of these fucking machines and death and torture, uh, concepts for this franchise, but these people are fucking sick and they continue to, like, they recycle a few things along the way, but the way that they are able to continue coming up with new and inventive terrifying ways to be murdered is fucking impressive. I could do this one with one caveat. He would need to have, he would need to give me goggles. I do not want these knives touching my eyes. I think as we're going through these, I'm realizing if it's eye related, that's going to be the hardest thing for me. So the last guy having his eyes sewn shut, the having to cut with a razor blade into my eye to get a key. This one, if I had goggles on and I just had to like, fuck up the rest of my face i'm fine but the idea of one of those touching my pupil no fucking way i think it's I easy very hard time I think it's easy to say that part. michelle until you have your face in the in the rack and you feel 17 knife blades all start to cut into your face stab into your face simultaneously i would be so mad if he built this thing and chose 17 knives every, every, like not an even number on both sides and you're picking a prime number no michelle he's trying Sean to make Cameron's, him as ugly no. on the outside as he is on the inside of course there's going to be an odd number they're definitely not going to be symmetrical symmetry is beauty don't you know that michelle why is my face so fucked up but the rest of me so fine then? <laughs> Okay, the overall game for this is Riggs Trial, Officer Daniel Rigg, and this one is probably my least favorite out of the entire series. I just didn't really care. I thought the reveal was fine, but basically he's told that he has to stop being obsessed with saving everyone around him. Uh, he thought that he had 90 minutes to save Eric Matthews. You remember that Eric Matthews, the one with the son in the safe? He's still safe, but his his son was safe, but he's not safe, but he is alive. That's not um, Donnie Wahlberg, is it? Matthews, that's the guy with they the They all look the, the same. Okay, it doesn't I don't matter. I, I don't anyway. know why I even asked. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he's told he, he has 90 minutes until Eric Matthews, uh, his ice block will melt. And that he's told like so many times, like, stop trying to help people. And off Officer Riggs like, no, I got to help him. And then he winds up killing Eric because he opens the door. It's just a very silly I, li I like the reveal, but it was the one that I was like, I don't know who the fuck this guy who didn't get electrocuted is. So that's how we meet Mark Hoffman. Um, it just it's a little too confusing for me. But there are some things that happen in between. First off, in his house, uh, there is a scalping seat. Uh, Riggs was supposed to see, uh, leave Brenda and not save her from a terrible scalping incident. Uh, he's the only one who can see the combination. She can't. But when he does free her, then she decides that she needs to kill him. So then he has to kill her anyway. Um, so that's saying, like, Riggs, knock it off. 
And then he goes to a hotel and that's when he meets Ivan and Ivan's a fucked up person. And Riggs puts him into a bed where each of his limbs are attached to shackles. And then he lays back and he now has to stab out his own eyes because he's a pervert. Otherwise, his limbs will be torn off. Um, I don't know what the fuck that has to do with Riggs because the whole thing is supposed to be like, don't help people. And then he doesn't help him. So, like, did he pass the game? I, I understand, like, when I watched it, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you're just supposed to, like, see what I see. Like, he keeps writing on the walls, even though that was intended for Hoffman. There's a whole thing. But that just, <laughs> it felt so There's just out of one whole thing, Michelle? Weird. There are a lot of whole things. Just one whole thing out of the entire pervert room. That's my breaking point. Type in, in pervert hotel room was my breaking point. Um, and then we have the spike trap, which I actually love. Uh, so Morgan and Rex, uh, oh, if I had to pick a favorite, would it maybe be the spike trap? Potentially. Uh, Morgan and Rex. Morgan was abused by Rex. In order to survive, she had stakes. Uh, she is standing back to back with husband, I'm assuming. Um, and she has stakes going through her limbs that are also going through his limbs. But they are going through major arteries. Uh, so by pulling these spikes out, she is killing him and he will bleed to death faster than she will. So as she saves herself and frees herself, she has to harm her abuser. And then Riggs, I think he gives her a key when he comes and he stumbles across that. But I fucking love that. JD's laughing. You're laughing at this woman's pain. No, I love it. It's no, poetry. what happened is you said she had stakes going through her limbs. And for some reason, I visualized like a ribeye tearing through her bicep. And it just made me laugh. You hurt this cow. The cow will hurt you. <laughs> She's got a okay. T-bone well, really in like her Morgan femur. <laughs> femur? More like schemer. A T-bone. Like a femur. Yeah, bone. Yeah. Okay. Saw 5. Sorry, Saw I just cracked has... myself up. That was so no, fun. Okay. Saw 5 has my favorite overall game by far. Okay. Um, It does start with the pendulum trap, which is Seth Baxter, who had killed Hoffman's sister. We find that out later, and it's an important thing. Um, and a pendulum is swinging down towards him. Within 30 seconds, it's going to touch his body, but within 60 seconds, he is going to be cut in half. Uh, and all he has to do is press these buttons and crush his hands and be freed. It's Medgar Allen potion right, right there. You that right, J.D.? Yeah, you, you love hand stuff you could do this right you could press buttons and and crush your own hands oh no no michelle how many times do i have to say in this episode no. there's not a fucking one of these things that i could absolutely I know. not i know you would not like this one this one was also rigged but huh, rigged man uh, it should have instead of hoffman it should have been rigged you should have wrote for these the game movies was rigged. michelle i should please hire me I will write Saw 11. I will be the new Jigsaw. Um, but yeah, no, like they, it should have, they've been like, fuck, it was the Joker all along from like Adam West Batman, but it was rigged. We should have known it was rigs. Um, but yeah, he, he wasn't going to have the ability to get out. And then it's not even a trap. Special Agent Peter Strom was told not to leave the room or some shit, but then he leaves the room and now his head's in a cube and he's going to drown. But luckily, he can perform a tracheotomy on himself. <laughs> Tracheotomies yeah. 
I love medical dramas and I love reading how bad they are at being medically accurate. So I know that tracheotomies are one of those things that like seem so simple according to movies and TV shows and will probably kill you Whoa. from drowning on your own blood. There's no right, well, but also <laughs> This is my limit. Also, uh, I hate to break it to you guys, but the death by drowning isn't so much because you can't breathe as it is because you start inhaling water into your lungs and a tracheotomy isn't going to stop you from doing that <laughs> like you're still if you start inhaling through your throat yeah but he's got his head in a bucket full of water he's panicky and shit he's still gonna swallow um, a bunch me, of that a cube i do it was appreciate a that bucket. <laughs> i do appreciate that they built this entire water holding glass cube which yeah. by it like the physics of that is uh, impressive it, how did they it, know the you're right. would be the right size there's so but much... they also lit it up they made sure it looked good. Yeah, you're so right. There's there's so much sensitive stuff going on in that area of the neck. Like you have to be so precise with how and where you make your cuts. This is again more and more preposterous the further we go. Was Carrie Elway in charge of that tracheotomy too? Probably. Such a good doctor saving that guy. <laughs> okay, the overall game for this one is the Fatal Five, which I will just go through quickly because there's no way that we would survive 90% of these because they do require teamwork. 100%. Uh, so the first one is uh, that five people wake up and uh, they are told that they have to free themselves by getting a key on the other side of the room. And in order to get the key, they each have to hang tight like back at the the back area and then one person will go get their key and then they'll come back and then another person will go get their key one girl doesn't get a key she's essentially decapitated um and then they go into the next room and now they're told that they have to smash the jars in the ceiling to find a key in order to uh hide in these tunnels before a bomb goes off uh so they do that and they like knock one guy out or however that happens so then now there's three left and now the three including uh megan good i think is her name i loved her when she was on disney stuff um so she uh is now in the room with the other three uh, or the other two so now there's three of them and there's a bathtub and they're like oh we have to make these touch the water so the one bitch just stabs her and now there's a corpse and they're just attaching all the things to the corpse so now there's two left and then they get to 10 pints of sacrifice where they realize when they were told to fight against their instincts they should have done it because five of them would only have to give up two pints of blood and they could have survived all of the traps. So the first one, the key was the same. They could have gotten one key and unlocked everybody. And then the next room, I noticed this while watching them. The tunnels were big enough that more people could hide in them. And then the next one with the bathtub, they could have all gotten just a little shock instead of Megan Good Gang, all the shocks. And now, uh, one guy has a bifurcated arm uh, in order to get out of that. And then Dexter's girlfriend is now very much out of it and very weird. Nice, uh, uh, nice, nice vocabulary pull with the bifurcated. Bifurcated. There. And I, you. you're, you're not uh, wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, every one of these would have been winnable. But like, to be fair, you're talking about people under incredible stress in a traumatizing situation. Uh, at what point after you've explained to them, oh, you're all chained to these things and you have to run forward one at a time to get your keys and so only one of you can go at a time. These people are in full-blown panic mode. At what point is anybody going to rationally be like, hey, maybe the one key would work in every lock. Let's just try that first. No, they're all well, maybe if they had taken 15 minutes to plan like he told them that they had instead of waiting one minute and then going, nah, fuck this and running towards it. 
uh, they could have discussed that because they were told they had time. Michelle, and they didn't I think it. They're dumb. I think you drastically overestimate the ability of the average person to remain even remotely calm and rational and think clearly in any of these situations. Everybody else in that situation was rational. That guy was a tweaker. They talked about that. That's why he right. was freaking the fuck out. Right. Well, what I'm oh, s- I haven't even. I don't. I, I am realizing what I'm saying. Is I'm not even talking about like how these people are linked in any of these movies. We got to start over. No, 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 I'm not. No, what I'm saying <laughs> is is that uh, to be totally frank, I think that uh, granted he is a tweaker, but I think the tweaker had the more uh, re- believable response. And that's why you won't survive any of these traps, right? You're absolutely right. What I'm saying is that those people who all remained calm, that's movie fantasy bullshit. That would not ever happen. Those people would all be panicking. This is the sixth movie, fifth movie, and it's the first time we're seeing somebody be calm. So they are showing it is a minority, but maybe they should have listened to that lady who was smart and did figure it out and was the only person who survived. Michelle, uh, you can't, you have to judge people's behavior in stressful, traumatizing situations with that context in mind. Yeah, in a perfectly normal situation, yeah, they probably should have listened to her and paid attention. They're all panicking. I think I'm just on the side of John Kramer a lot more than I thought I was. I think he's like he's probably so frustrated. He's like, God damn it, why listen to that lady? I think I forgot he's been dead for a while. I think still. maybe you just uh have a a high uh maybe uh unrealistic uh expectation of how not panicked you would be and how much pain you can endure. <laughs> Only one way to find out. Let's get her in a uh, trap. That is <laughs> that is through the last trap, which no fucking thank you. The glass coffin. Nope. nope. Where he's like, you have to trust me and lay in this coffin of glass, which fuck honestly, I that I probably would do that. Laying down on glass, he's like a little bit of pain. I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing clothes. Like, whatever. That's not, I'm going to slowly put myself in there. I'm not being thrown. But he says, no, fuck that. And then Hoffman goes down in the glass. And then this guy gets smushed. He gets smushed. It's real bad. Now he is, uh, oh man, when Saw 6 starts and you see him being peeled off the ceiling, that is a great moment. It was, uh, and now it was Saw gruesomely 6. delicious. Yes, it was, it was fantastic. No squelches. Very disappointing. Um, so Saw 6, Pound of Flesh, Simone and Eddie, they have to cut the most flesh off of themselves so that uh, their scale goes down more. And the one dude, the one dude, literally uh, is is physically larger, so he has more flesh, and he's he's way out ahead. And then this lady is just like fuck it, and hacks off her whole goddamn arm and just drops it on the scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have Smart. any idea how difficult it would be to cut off your own arm? I do now. Thanks to Simone. She made it look easy, though. Those were, man, what knives was she using? Put that Although, in the commercial. I guess, to be fair, now that I think about it, there was that very famous story from a while back about that guy who was out on a hike in the wilderness, like in the in the hills or the mountains or whatever. And there was like a small landslide and he got his arm trapped under a giant rock that he couldn't move. And so he knew he was either going to lay there and, and dehydrate and starve to death or he had to do something. So he literally cut 
his own arm and then like right by the elbow and then separated his arm at the elbow joint and walked the fuck out of there to safety after cutting off his own fucking arm. So maybe you just described an award-winning movie called 127 Hours starring Dave DeFranco. <laughs> That's not an unknown story. I didn't say it was an unknown story. I said it was a very well-known okay. story. It just remind I said it was a thing that happened a while back. But uh, <laughs> no, I like I guess so maybe this isn't as unbelievable as some of the other ones, but No. No, she could do it. She could do it. I have faith in her. Think so this you could, one. Think you could cut your own arm off, Michelle? Yeah, of course you do. God, no. Fuck that. No, <laughs> I don't. No, that one. Hell no. This one. Okay, I know I, I've said, like, I've got some favorites early on, but fuck, I love Saw 6. William's trial. William is the head of a medical insurance company, and his employees are going yeah. Once down. again, how am I supposed it's to so feel ridiculous. bad about this? How am I supposed so to feel? Ridiculous. Fuck that guy. I mean, absolutely <laughs> fuck that guy. But hang on. Here's what I love about it. It's William does fine for a while. So the first one is the oxygen crusher with Hank, who I think was a custodian. That's all he did at this company. Jigsaw, a.k.a. Detective Hoffman, is like, he's a lifelong smoker. Can you hold your breath more than he can? And then every time you inhale, your ribs get crushed. I'm like, what the fuck did Hank do? To deserve being he in this situation with William. Apparently. So poor fucking Hank. He gets crushed. And then they go to the trap that is called the gallows. I don't know if this is canon, but this is what sawfilms.fandom.com calls these names of these, these traps. And I hope that they're canon. But the next one is the gallows. And now William is holding two uh, handles and he has to let go of one and that will kill that person. And his options are Addie, his secretary with a nice family who will miss him. And Alan, who's a generic guy who no one cares about. And in order to prove this point, Hoffman, a.k.a. Jigsaw, uh, just shows pictures of him eating alone outside. And he's like, clearly he has no friends. Supposed to eat by themselves. I go to eat so, by myself all the time. I know it's so silly. Do you not go to eat by and yourself all the time, Michelle? I do. Like apparently, Jigsaw thinks like, "How have I seen you walking around if you're so sick and eating by yourself at the picnic?" God, Maybe he's eating by himself because frame. he needs to eat, but he also knows he's sick, so he doesn't want to get anybody else sick. Jigsaw, you fucking jerk. I was just saying it's the same guy from Saw 1. Jigsaw's he's, a real jerk. Have... have you noticed that over the course of these movies? He's really kind of a prick. John Kramer Jigsaw was definitely way better than Hoffman Jigsaw because Hoffman Jigsaw just, he likes theatrics and they're fucking weird uh so he has to choose who to save and apparently hoffman just doesn't care about the body count of innocent people because yay luckily Addie's the one who gets saved fucking alan no one likes him they could have both died like who cares if there's innocent bystanders fucking alan uh fucking alan and then the steam maze debbie she has 90 seconds to free herself from a steam maze and William can stop the steam by pulling on a handle and the steam will shoot into his face instead of Debbie's face and she can get through. And then to thank him for helping her, she tries to saw him open um, <laughs> to get a key inside and then he kills her anyway. So that was a this, pointless This trap. is another one where I'm just like, Jesus, just when I thought they... There's no fucking way. Just when no. I thought they couldn't come up with even more unique 
fucking ideas for how to be excruciatingly painful. They hit you with scorching fucking steam. Just like be, like it, you might as well get blasted with a fucking flamethrower. Holy shit. I could definitely handle freezing to death better better than Oh yeah, freezing you're just going to Not even burning to death, steaming to yeah. death. You're cooking. Yeah, freezing you're just going to slowly go numb, you know, probably fall asleep yeah. and go easy. Fucking burn it heat death. Heat death just all around. No fucking way. No fucking way. Just fucking boiled then, her skin off with steam. Jesus. Awful. I, I could have used a lot more sloughing. That's, that's like okay. that's but. like the ultimate in multiple tiny cuts all over your body. It's but because it's, it's like on the fucking molecular level that hot steam is just ripping all of your flesh apart. You know so much about science. <laughs> 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 you know, level of I, I okay. interestingly enough, Michelle, you happen to know that I also watched uh, all ten uh, because I just watched the the new Hellraiser last year, so I didn't go back and watch that again. But I, for the first time ever, watched all ten of the Hellraiser films. And you know who would fucking love the Saw franchise is the Cenobites. Oh, they would fucking oh, adore man. this thing. I want to see that. Fan John film. John it's Kramer definitely it may, definitely. Do you? I bet. You oh Michelle, we gotta find some people. Don't tell anybody this idea that I'm about to spill out on the okay. podcast. Listeners, uh, listen, plug your ears. yeah, plug your ears. Don't listen to this. Here's what we do: we write, yeah, uh, we write a crossover movie uh, where mm -hmm. it turns out John Kramer becomes uh, uh, Pinhead because I mean I get it. They already told you who Pinhead was supposed to be, but they retcon so much shit in those movies anyway that what does it matter? But maybe you do like a fan film or so. Or maybe he's not even Pinhead. Maybe John Kramer just finds the fucking uh, uh, Marshawn box and he becomes like the key. Like he has to fight Pinhead uh, and defeat him to become fucking king of the Cenobites or whatever. I don't know. All I'm saying is I watched a lot of fucking pain over the course of 20 movies. <laughs> and I see a lot of parallels. I think that would be an award-winning thing. And here's another thing we know about the Hellraiser franchise. They're not stingy about signing over those rights. Yeah, no, they, they are let us not. Do this. It's going to be James Wan. That's going to be the struggle of like, let us use your intellectual. Oh well, no, property. actually, the, the no, willing. the Hellraiser people are are like that's why so many of those movies keep getting made is because they are clinging to those uh, those uh, uh, film rights. Like like the last yeah that's what I mean like they yeah. they will let you make a movie so that they can retain it is what I mean. right yeah you uh, yes make more movies so it's still on. Uh, a quick aside there it's so like I feel like several of those later Hellraiser movies would have been better movies if they just hadn't been shoehorned into being Hellraiser movies but we're not talking about that we're talking about Jigsaw Jigsaw versus Pinhead fucking somebody make it happen. A wrestling match I want to get Jigsaw versus and Pinhead. Fuck a Freddy versus Jason. Give me a Jigsaw versus Pinhead. You know who else I want to see? I want to see Pinhead against that guy from Star Trek Six who's trying to take God's pain away. Because I think the pain has a face guy and the your pain runs deep. Allow me to share it with you guy would be a hell of a fucking face off. Anyway, I've distracted us enough. Go ahead, Michelle. You were never allowed to tell me that I am taking too long to explain a <laughs> trap ever Again, I'm, you agree to believe, a very long I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe I have one time said, Michelle, you're taking too long to describe a trap. 
you just did, and I'm gonna edit this episode so that you say that earlier on because wait, this is wait, the soft franchise. Wait, who's gonna and the timeline? Who's gonna edit this episode? <laughs> I will. I will do it. I'm saying I will copy it from the internet and I will re-upload it. Okay. <laughs> we we're putting off one of the best things to ever happen to this show. This movie. It ending it, this episode. The sh- <laughs> no, the shotgun carousel. Yes, the shotgun carousel. Oh, Again, it's such bullshit because it's one of these things where so ev- uh, other people's fates are not in their own hands, you know. And so whatever, yeah. but god damn it, this it looked so, so many- beautiful when you <laughs> saw the trailers and you didn't quite understand what was going on. This had me so intrigued. Oh, it's and then it turns it's out it's just a bunch of people it. getting blasted in the face with shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, again, it's, it's like from a visceral, thing. from a visceral gore. Uh, sort of morbid fascination perspective i mean it was it was something it was pretty fuck again very clever they do like shotguns in this franchise <laughs> they do i'm disappointed that he didn't at least attempt to put his hand in the thing a third time didn't even try i think the last guy who died just was probably an asshole. No, once like, once no. again, I feel like that was honestly one of the most realistic outcomes is like fucking they just they're broken by the uh, by the challenge and the strain and they just fucking give up. That's true. I do love that there was only one guy left and he was like, oh, you killed me. Thanks, asshole. It's great. Like, I've worked those jobs where I'm like, my boss would definitely kill me if I was on a carousel. And that's really disheartening. Um, so yeah, he, he had to save two of his employees and then he gets to the end of this. And the whole time I thought the lady trapped in one of the cages, cause we haven't even talked about the people in the cages. We're not going to fuck it. Um, <laughs> but there is a lady <laughs> trapped in a cage and then there's another lady and her son trapped in the other cage. And the whole time I, I realize now that it's never stated, but, uh, the the woman and the son I thought were going to be his family, but then it turns out the hot blonde lady is his family and not even a mistress. She's a sister. So just the fact that that dynamic even exists blew my mind before any sort of trap happened. I just went like, she's, what? What do they mean this is a lady? And then it turns out that it's the lady whose husband he killed by denying coverage, and now she gets to kill him, but then she decides that she's not going to kill him because she's a good person. That and Jigsaw Jigsaw's wife, hops right? on Jill? the video. No. Oh, you see, this, I, I've, no. I've completely lost track just... of what's fucking going on in this franchise. Oh, we're, we're getting to Jill next. But this is at the end of this game. William walks into a room and on one side is a cage with his sister, a hot lady. And then the other side is a lady with her son. And then Jigsaw fucking hops on the video. He's like, I'm so sorry, ma'am, to have put you through all of this. My my apologies to make you watch all this gruesome stuff. But now you have a choice to kill this man who's the head of an insurance company if you want. And she's like, I can't do that. And like, he didn't apologize to fucking anybody else. Ever. And, and, like, what the fuck? Where's Addie, the secretary's apology for you almost know, killing her? You know who wouldn't have fucking apologized? John Kramer. That's true. See, Hoffman's jigsaw is a different flavor. I don't like it. But the lady's like, no, I forgive him. And the son's like, fuck that, and pumps him full of acid. And now he's in different pieces, and that's pretty great. Uh, and then we <laughs> talked about Reverse Bear Trap 2.0, and that's when Hoffman is now put in the bear trap by... Uh, John Kramer's ex-partner, and that's the part you're thinking about, Jill. Yeah. And, uh, and he gets his jaw he ripped puts off. His face, 
not ripped off, just ripped uh, enough to need some some sewing. But and uh, I, I think that also okay. brought to light a big part of why the reverse bear trap to me uh, was always uh, so intense is my expectation and interpretation of what was going to happen is that it would just rip their entire skull in half, right? Uh, and once I see it in action, like, don't get me wrong, this is still hideous and vile, and it looks like it would be uh, terrible, but this is very much a, a, a case of uh, so much of that experience with the reverse bear trap the first time as I did to myself because I... I almost overestimated how severe it was actually going to be. Like, I figured this is a thing that would just smash your entire head to pieces. No, instead it just rips you open and leaves you all tongue. Okay. To the pain. The final movie. Yeah, to the pain. Oh, man, Carrie Elway. Yes, uh-huh. I was wondering if you'd catch that. I, of course to I know the, the fucking Princess Bride. Uh, okay, Saw 3D, the final chapter. Just kidding, there's three more after this, but this will be our final chapter because we got to get through this. And this is starting to feel like a saw trap. I'm just telling you, like, we do not edit our episodes. The quick break hey. earlier of JD letting his dog out was our only break. Yeah. This is all This is us. This is, this so is freestyle, you guys. I regret suggesting this. Life okay. is pain, Michelle. Anyone who says oh. different is selling something. That's also from Princess Bride. Is it? Yes. Okay. Anyway, Saw 3D. This movie, I watched Saw 3 through 6, and then I watched Saw 3D. And this is such a ramp up. After watching the other ones, I'm like, oh, that's kind of silly. And like the insurance movie, definitely silly. But then Saw 3D, they went, fuck, we're out of movies. We should probably use some of this stuff, huh? So it starts with the public execution trap which this oh this is a strong contender for a favorite too so this is why i don't just have one brad and ryan they wake up and they're trying to force a saw at each other and then there's a lady named dina who's hanging above them because she's been toying with them and now she's like i love you brad kill ryan and so he tries to kill ryan and then uh ryan almost kills brad and then she's like just kidding i love you ryan and ryan's like man this bitch and brad's like i know right so then they just put the saw directly in the middle of them and then they agree to just saw just dina let her and the die <laughs> The fact that Jigsaw is like, hey, I saw your Facebook messages and that ain't cool. Like, this is the level of like. Right. Now we're we're just. This is what we're doing now. <laughs> just small love triangles. Not like anything. Just, I right. don't like that just, just one movie ago uh, or for several movies, we've been murdering corrupt cops and corrupt insurance company businessmen. And now. We're just going to kill a lady who was two-timing a couple of fellas. <laughs> just like in the co- I got 99 Man. problems, but a bitch ain't one because now she's two. She is two. If you have girl problems, problems, I feel bad for you, son. Ugh. The year's oh, 94. So my trunk is raw. Begins. The rearview mirror is a motherfucking law. I got two choices. I could do the whole thing. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, speaking of trunks, the horsepower trap. Ah, uh, yes. It's a bunch of skinheads. Evan is super glued into a car, and the wheels. 
the wheels are elevated and spinning. So now when he, if he doesn't get to this lever in time, the, the car is going to fall down. Um, and then a lot of his friends are going to die in crazy ways. So he has to rip himself away from this seat um, of this car in order to pull the lever on the hood. And f- you guys, you know he doesn't do it. <laughs> because then... <laughs> God, why am I laughing about this? The car flies. Because it's his preposterous, Michelle. And now her face is just like room roomed away. The one guy had a, a ring through his face, and now that face has gone room roomed away. Now fucking Evan's flying towards his friend who's stuck to a wall in this really fast car, and now he's flying out of the car. This is like this. <laughs> what? What are you doing, Detective Hoffman? <laughs> He's this like, is, this is for sure. John took the reins off. This is for sure the movie where, by the end of it, I was just laughing out loud in in my room at just how how utterly yeah, absurd this I entire thing has it's become. So- and then we very briefly, I posted about this on our Facebook because I I was laughing so hard I had to pause. I love this movie. I'd only seen it once. I thought I had seen it many times. I apparently only saw it the one time in the theater because I would have remembered more of these. The fucking lawnmower trap. It's only showing for five seconds while they are at a jigsaw victim support group because this happens so frequently that the people who do survive these traps of which we only know two people at this support group there are more out there that we haven't seen but we will get to see in saw 14 and 15 when we learn about john kramer's teenage years and what he did to cause brain cancer he was doing something back then that just evolved over time and it was all his own fault um we learn how he met jill tuck it's gonna be great in saw 14 and 15 but the fucking lawnmower trap this woman was hanging from like a sparky rod against the guy who i think she said was abusing her it doesn't matter i don't fucking care what why they're there what i do care about is that they're both hanging from rods and one of them has to let go and fall into at least 15 lawnmowers just with their blades facing upwards there might be more what happened before this how are they in this predicament now did they wake up and like how were they hanging on before like how did they find all of these lawnmowers and prop them up this way how did they start them all at the same time or did they start them one by one at a time and i this is this is where the plot falls apart for me it's serious everything up to this completely believable detective Hoffman I guess that's one way of looking together, at things sure putting together the lawnmower trap that's that's, that's too far that's the bridge too far for you that was that was yeah. the one uh do you think you could survive the no! lawnmower trap i couldn't survive any of these michelle how many times am i gonna have to say it oh my god oh Separate i was more, going to I'm tell sure. you the one i the one I think you could survive is the one where you're put in a cage and then Jigsaw apologizes to you for that and gives you the option to kill insurance. <laughs> <laughs> but what but what happens to in that trap if you don't kill the guy? Do you die then? Everybody lives. No, just everybody lives. If you just That's don't it. all you have to do is just not kill a person and then everybody else lives? You can also kill him and you're fine. Yeah. Nothing happens to you. 
I just That's get to Jake decide whether the this dude dies or not. Yep, why, and you're just stuck in no, a cage for an hour. Uh, why? Okay, so remind me, did he kill the dude or did he not kill the dude? Uh, she didn't kill the dude. The son went, fuck that, and he killed the and dude. And then did they still all go away? Did they all get away scot-free, no harm? We never hear from them again. I have no idea what happened to this. Yeah, sister. see, you can't trust this motherfucker. That's true. Hoffman probably did, like, let them starve to death after, but he was like, man, that was metal as fuck. <laughs> okay. Now we get into the second... Also, frankly, I would brutal. probably find a way to fuck that trap up. You would fuck that trap. Fascinating. Fuck okay. that trap up, now we are. <laughs> now we are at Bobby's trial. <laughs> this fucking movie. Don't go take a word Bobby down lied. Bobby was not in a jigsaw trap. He said God he damn was, it, Bobby. but he didn't. He's a best-selling author, and he runs into John Kramer at a book signing, and John Kramer is trying to look like a millennial. It's like, oh, it's bad. It's oh, it's so bad. It's a backwards Okay, and he's like, don't worry, we've met because he's chicks. Okay, so so Bobby. Like that sequence made me really feel like they were trying so hard to make Jigsaw like uh, a version of like Hannibal Lecter from uh, from not Silence of the Lambs specifically, but from like Hannibal uh, and uh, and Red Dragon. Like, they put him in that wig, and they're trying to make him clever, and he's not like... Like, there is a lot of this franchise that, like, it's obviously really violent, and it gets put in with horror, but as we said previously, there is a lot of this franchise that is really just crime thriller. It's very much it's yeah. very much a, a, just a serial killer thing, uh, except he is... It's like the Rube Goldberg serial killer device. The, the real crime is what they did to Jigsaw in that outfit because he <laughs> got memed so hard. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Hello, fellow children. Didn't they give him like um, a weird okay, wig so Bobby, too? I know. Bobby is now put in his own game, um, Bobby's Trial. And fly, the first one, Bobby? oh man, this one's so fucked up. Nina is his publicist and Nina tells lies. So in order for Nina to speak God no evil, it, she is put in the silent circle and now she has a string coming out of her mouth that has a fish hook at the end with a key and he has 60 seconds to pull this fish hook out of her and she can't yell because the metal post will get closer and impale her nope I couldn't do either part. Nope. Part of this, I couldn't. No, I. I mean, there's no fucking way. Well, I'll I tell you exactly how that's gonna end. Is he's gonna try to pull that fucking hook out of my throat, and I'm gonna scream and be impaled. That's literally how that's. Uh, I'm going I'm to, probably like, gonna scream before he ever even tries to pull the hook out. I'm just going to swallow really hard until I have completely swallowed the string, so he doesn't have an option, and then I'm just gonna wait patiently. You think Jigsaw is gonna let you get away with that, Michelle? Yeah, I'm going to die. I'm just accepting my death. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Like, he doesn't have... Uh, what's he going to do? Come, like, put metal posts in my neck? I'm waiting for that to happen anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, what's the worst he's going to do? There's already a fish hook... I gotcha. ...attached to a key in my stomach. That it's... it. That's the second hardest thing for me watching this series. I can do it, because fuck Nina. I don't even know her, but I know we would not be friends. 
Um, but like the silent circle and that fucking name, I'm telling you, I don't know if these names are canon, but I hope so. Cause the silent circle, that's intense. Ooh, no fucking way. Uh, then my next one, the impalement wheel. Susan is the lawyer and Susan sees no evil. So now she is going to have, uh, pointy things put into her, uh, eyes and her mouth, which like props on him getting that perfectly. So that it was perfectly lined up with her eyes. The mathematics that he went through designing these traps. Like, Hoffman's got some problems, but, like, he was really good mm-hmm. at math. Good job. Too good. Uh, there's say. no trap there. Too good. Um, so, Susan, uh, all Bobby has to do is lift some weights for at least 30 seconds to save her. Because that's how far away these impalement thingies are. You know, math, you know what I'm talking about. 60 seconds, she would get impaled within 30 seconds. But if he made it to 5 seconds and then lifted them for 30 seconds... Then it would be 30. You get it. You understand. Um. So, yeah, the impalement wheel. And Bobby can't lift weights. He'd skip gym day every day. No gym day for Bobby. And uh, now Susan gets impaled. No. I couldn't do that. No. I mean, the impalement part, I don't have a choice. Bobby lifting weights, no fucking for, way. I'm a for the lady. 86th time, I couldn't do any of this. No, no fucking way. I, in fact, um, and then, J- I feel like Jigsaw would never even bother coming after me because he's not going to have any fun. <laughs> be like, this guy keeps trying to like, kill himself dude, and I haven't even put him in a trap. Like, I, do we have to go through all this rigmarole? If you if you want me to die, could you just like shoot me in the head so I die very quickly? Can we just get this over with, please? Why you got to torment Your me? Your trap is stay alive. He just put you in like a soft room with a feeding tube. Oh, uh, you don't have a choice. Listen to your own podcast like, for the rest like of your life. Like that dude from Seven. Okay, anyway. Great, great movie. Uh, And then we have the hangman's noose, which is such a fucking confusing trap. It happens to Kale, and Kale, his eyes, he can't see no evil. No, speak... I've lost track of who's doing what to evil, but it's not happening in this trap. Um, (laughs) Kale can't see, and he's attached to a noose, and uh, Bobby has to direct Kale how to walk across the beam so that they can get close enough to each other for Bobby to throw him a key, and then he throws him a key, and oh shit, Kale can't catch it because he can't see it. Like why is the, I was not shocked in the right, least why are you, by the like this is why are you throwing there, things zero, to the blind guy? <laughs> yeah, this is like the least shocking ending to any of these. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it definitely that? feels in this entry like by this point, everybody involved with the franchise knows that things have gotten kind of absurd. Uh, and but I I feel like they probably also knew at this point that this is finally when they were gonna take a break for a while, uh, with because they so did bad. one of these literally every single year at Halloween for seven mm-hmm. consecutive years, uh, but you you can definitely tell by this point that they're just goofing off with a lot of it, and I I don't I, I appreciate that certainly. You can, you can tell immediately with the lawnmower trap. Yeah yeah. It's like they're all saying, Jesus Christ, I can't believe they brought us back to do a number seven of these fucking things. (laughs) There's no way there's going to be an eight, nine, or ten. James Wan is just like, how the the fuck am I making a fucking seventh Saw movie? What This is madness. I mean, you're going (laughs) to give me a bunch of money to do it. Absolutely. I mean, why not? (laughs) 
I can't leave my house. Every time I go out there, there's just more money. Right. God. It's frightening. Hey, could you make us another one of those movies? Uh, yeah, I suppose. No. No, go to therapy. Look <laughs> at <laughs> like the next one. After all of this, they're like, hey, you have to pull your teeth out. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I, I What I have to do is sit there until I die. Was there even a time limit to this? I don't think there was. They were just like, eh, in order to get to her. I guess he does have to have her saved within the time limit. So that's kind of the time limit. But there's no like specific like pull your teeth out within 30 seconds. It's just like, uh, as you feel like doing it, I guess. <laughs> pull your fucking teeth out. And it goes on for so long. So long that we're cutting between him pulling his teeth out and the police closing in on him. <laughs> going back and forth and then we're cutting to Hoffman just like hanging out reading a book and he's like no go not me go back to the guy pulling his teeth out and then we do and then we like go back to James Wan and he's like thank you for giving me more money and then we go back to more t- and goes on for like half the movie he's so it's just it's like so good. Okay. Uh, wait, they call him up and be like hey James <laughs> Had another banger opening weekend. You got another one of these in you? And he's just like looking cross-eyed into nowhere in his room. He's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I guess. Let's do it again. so good. And then I'm so glad that, okay, technically this is not the ending of the movie. This is the ending of uh, our trap list. But this is what we're ending on for the pages and pages of notes that I had. And that is the brazen bull. Oh, God. (laughs) It's very biblical. This entire time, Bobby's wife, Joyce, has been uh, tied up in a separate area. And uh, she does not know that Bobby is a liar. I don't know if Hoffman knows that Bobby's wife does not know the real truth. I don't. I think he knows that Joyce does I not don't know. Think that Hoffman makes this more cares. fucked up. <laughs> I don't think he cares. But I do think he's like, she doesn't even know. I don't think Hoffman oh, cares man, because this at this point it's very clear that fucking James Wan doesn't even care. He's just like, what kind of lot. preposterous <laughs> bullshit can I get them to give me millions of dollars to do on oh film? Oh my god, I will. I'll give him more money for it. So he, um, he, he gets to his wife and then Jigsaw's like, oh man, here's a trap. This is going to be really easy for you because you've done it before, huh? And then he tells him that he has to put hooks into his pectorals and lift himself up and attach two cords because that's what he had done last time. And he's like, as you know, the pectoral muscles can support your entire body weight, huh? Didn't you know that you should because you've done this before? And then <laughs> I fucking love that he does it and he's wrong. And his pictorial muscle, like the Just thing that he came right up with, out. If, if it had worked, I'd been like, oh shit, wow, way to go. But the fact that he lied about something he couldn't have even been right about. Oh my like, God. <laughs> and then he's not the one who suffers. His poor wife, Joyce. Who did nothing? Mm-hmm. She had no idea. She oh, she did she something, was, Michelle. Was, she existed. Her toxic trait was she, existing. <laughs> Bobby's wife Joyce then gets cooked alive in a bowl, and I thought, "There's no fucking way you're going to cook this lady. It's there's going to be another twist, and something nope. bad's going to happen to Bobby." No, he's watching his wife just get cooked. 
and then and then Jill Tuck gets reverse bear trap and she has a tongue now and now Carrie Elway is mad and now he's gonna kill Hoffman and that's the end of the entire fucking Saw franchise until they made three oh more. Oh my god. <laughs> M- Michelle, do you understand at least a little bit now about why I say is there's just so goddamn much of it that it because I I really do. First of all, what I want to say is at the beginning of this episode, I gave the overall arc of these films uh, a two out of five. I, I do want to bump that up to a three because as I was uh, to sitting here, like I said, there there are things about the structuring. God damn it, dog, calm down. There are things about the structuring of this and the writing and the create the like they really do a good job of not recycling traps and coming up with new ideas. Uh, I I just having had the opportunity to sit down and talk about it for a while, I definitely appreciate the craft of this a bit more. Uh, so I, I'm gonna bump that from a two to a three for the overall uh, seven movie arc, with the caveat that the first one is still a four skull movie. Well. On average, they get five skulls for me, which does mean that this is our first 35 skulls. People who just recently joined us are going to be like, Jesus, does this fucking guy change his scores all the time? Yes, because the scores don't matter, guys. Have you figured that out? It gives me such anxiety. The scores are fucking meaningless. (laughs) It's all a gimmick. Oh, my scores, on the other hand, Michelle's score. Yes, uh, I want to be clear about that. Michelle's Michelle's scores are are thought out uh, and and put some, some consideration into... JD's scores are more like, oh, how do I feel about this movie right now in this moment, depending on whether or not I took my medication and how long ago that was? When was the last time you ate, JD? What's your blood sugar looking like right now? You can't read anything into my scores. JD. Yeah. I just made the mistake of counting how many pages of notes I wrote. How many did you write? Frenzied hour. Um, eight. <laughs> Using size 11 Calibri font. <sighs> that was my Jesus. Single space? This is what you guys got. Single space. Jesus Christ. And you thought I, I had did. gone on too long with just reading the little timeline bits at the beginning of this. No, <laughs> I, I just thought that you were making the wrong point because it did not seem absurd to me. You could have told me his whole life story and be like, yeah, he was an old guy yeah. when Saul No, yeah, and you're, and you're absolutely right. Like I said, they, 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 do, they do an impressive job of maintaining the threads of it over the course of it. It's just... Uh, I, I feel like two things, uh, especially after being able to have this chat with you, two things. Uh, I feel like... If this was a three-movie franchise and not a seven-movie franchise, overall, I would be able to appreciate it a lot more. Because, again, at seven movies, it just becomes so much uh, that uh, it's just more than I need at that point. Also, I feel like I probably would have had a better experience with these movies. I didn't see a single one of these theatrically, of course, because I just saw them all except the first one recently. Uh, I feel like I probably would have enjoyed these films a bit more if I had been able to see them as a collective experience in a theater or even just watching them on video with a few friends rather than just sitting at home and watching them by myself. Oh, you don't want to just hang out and watch Saw 3 through 7 and then... Uh, spiral by yourself. Like, on a <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't want to do it. I watch plenty of movies by myself all the time. I just there are so, I, I I feel like a big part of my appreciation of the Paranormal Activity franchise is because 
uh, a friend of mine uh, and I were really into it together, and we made it a point every year to go see those movies together, and we saw them in crowded theaters. Uh, and the just being able to... There are certain types of horror movies that are just better in that environment. And I think I probably would have gotten into this a, a lot more if I had been able to experience them in that scenario. Saw five in the theaters was a bad experience because I did not realize until the end that Strom and Hoffman were two different <laughs> people. So I was, until they were in the same right. room together, I was like, wait, these guys are both, they're two different right. detectives. Like, so that was very, yeah, and like even to, even to keep it on a, on a James Wan note, like uh, I saw malignant at home by myself I saw Megan in a theater full of people and it's no surprise to me that Malignant didn't really work for me and I didn't get into it and Megan is one of my favorite fucking movies of the year. I've watched it three times already. Uh, I, I feel like that... Com I, I, I'm getting to a point where I feel like James Wan movies should almost only be experienced in a theater uh, at least for the first time. You should, you should always see them for the first time with a crowd. I stand by Malignant being a great fucking movie. Right, and like I said, I, I feel like had I seen that in a theater with an audience, my opinion of it would be completely different. In the same way that had I just seen Megan at home by myself, I think my opinion of it would be completely different. I saw Malignant by myself, and I stand by it being a great Well, some movie. of us get different things out of things different ways, Michelle. Oh, like Jigsaw. <laughs> hey, he got a lot of different things out of people, including keys. A lot of keys yeah, and bodies. Yeah, a lot of blood. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. A lot of so much, so much viscera. Lot, yeah, and 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 a, a goodly amount of rotten pork vomit. Oh. <laughs> Are you guys still with Water us after two and a half hours of saw discussion? It probably would have been an hour forty-five if I could keep my dumb trap shut. Are they still with us, Michelle? Do you think? I'm barely with. I'm oh, dude, I checked out fucking forty five minutes ago. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm kidding. Okay. No, I'm kidding. This is our our first episode of November, so uh, they're not all gonna be right. Like this. this was this a was its own. This was a little trap. experiment. Uh, it will be fun to see how many of you uh, did stick. But we're but yeah, we're absolutely not gonna drop fucking two and a half hours on you no. uh, on any kind of regular I basis. Might, Michelle might, but they won't be together. Right. Yeah, I'm just going to ramble. Right. Uh, for, for, for Luckily for all of you, uh, I am the only one of us that watched all those Hellraiser movies. Michelle didn't also do that, so we're definitely not going to. I would like to hear your thoughts on Hellraiser in the form of a ghoul. Let me, uh, well, I could definitely do that, but I can also give you just a quick summary here of uh, my thoughts on it. I, uh, uh, I'm still not the biggest fan of the franchise. Uh, I, I understand what they were doing in the first three, and I think there's an interesting, cohesive story through those first three. After that, the whole thing more or less falls apart for me. Uh, I thought number four was, was kind of silly. And I think there, there are two of them that I actually really liked, and I don't remember what their subtitles are, uh, but number six and number ten... Uh, are especially examples of movies that I thought if they hadn't fucking shoehorned all this little bits of Hellraiser shit into this and had just left these alone, they would have been pretty solid movies on their own. I also, of course, though, have to wonder is if they hadn't shoehorned all that Hellraiser stuff into them, would these movies ever got have been made in the first place? 
Uh, but uh, that's kind of my general thoughts, and I will uh, I, I will take some time to write some things up. Keep your eyes on the Ghoul blog at uh, wewatchshutter.com. I'm not sure how long it'll take me to get to it because I got the executive dysfunction. Uh, but, uh, yeah, keep your eyes out for that. I would have liked the Hellraiser film. Gouge your eyes out for that. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> That scared me. I'm so tired. <laughs> he jumped so much. I was like, fuck Amanda. Take mask. Uh, okay. Run that shit back, okay, bitch. I'm stylish. Clock tuck, black t-shirt, Billy Eilish. You know that song, Michelle? You also have been listening to Sophie uh, all morning because I have. I listen to, I keep saying Sophie Turner. That's the that chick from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, um, Sophie Hunter. I don't I know who that is. To Sophie Hunter all fucking day. That's that song. No, it's not. Oh, sorry. She no no no. Hang on. Sorry. She does her own ad lib verse to it that has completely replaced the original for me. Oh. And there is no version that is not Sophie Hunter. Zarmani White is who did the original version. I know. Yeah, Sophie Hunter Glock does tuck, a black freestyle over Billy Eilish. Way better. So I don't even think that song without her. Anyway, okay. I think I have said everything that I could possibly say. I'm so glad that we decided to just stick to the originals. Oh, God, this would be a nightmare if we had to go through three more of these. Are you? Oh, Jesus. Intense feelings about Spider-Man. I I, I feel like there's a slight possibility that we just destroyed all the progress that we made throughout the month of October with one fell swoop on this episode. But we're going to find out. We're we're all going to find out together. Ah, Say goodnight, Michelle. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.